Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Testing. Testing. Oh, yeah. Guess what? We're back. It's four. Oh, we're going. We're oh, going. Oh. This is it. I was like, wait, what? I'm guessing. I'm trying. I, I, you didn't give me a chance to guess. Yeah. <laughs> we can stop it. Do you want to stop and get back? No. I just know this wrong. is it. This is it. We're this just is starting. This is all that's it. Don't okay. cut this page. Okay. Welcome back, bitches. <laughs> welcome back, you sluts. <laughs> so excited. We have a special guest. I'm very excited. Brad Dora, I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> Diff. <laughs> I'm made of rubber. <laughs> Jennifer oh Tilly's God. also here, you guys. I can't do <laughs> Jennifer Tilly's voice right now. I'm sorry. Uh, but for real, welcome back, Derek Armstrong. <gasps> Hi, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming back on. Oh what have you God. been up to since we last saw you? Yeah, how is LA? Um, it's wonderful. Is it just as vapid as we think it is? Well, you know, I'm really trying to live my best Samantha life, mm-hmm. but in like urban sprawl more so than, you know, like Manhattan. So... It's not working. <laughs> it's, not, it's terrible. Everyone. Being where no, you I'm are really in LA, enjoying which it. Which of the girls do you think would have the most successful time there? Um. Well, that depends. Are we talking right now, today, or are we talking in that time period? Right now, today. Well, Samantha, because she works in, you know, PR, the industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Paige, what have you been up to since the last time we saw you? I've been doing nothing, and it's been so glorious. Oh, I spent the last month not working on a show, um, just going to work, which has been hectic, but it is slowing down now. And last week, I decided that I was going to start doing Self-Care Sunday, where I didn't do jack shit on purpose all day on Sunday. And it was so great, because I did freaking a mask, and be a pore strip, and I did whatever the fuck I wanted to do. I watched insatiable i watched some other bullshit i don't even remember i rewatched <laughs> um to all the boys i loved before <laughs> i was insatiable i heard it was terrible i think that that is incorrect i think that it's a good show i think she is a character is a horrible human being and they're getting distracted by that but i'm only three episodes in so i can't say for sure gotcha i'll say i haven't seen it but from what i've heard it's misrepresented like, what it looks like it is, is not what it is. Yeah, what everyone's getting upset about, like, the controversy of, like, oh, she's fat, blah, 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 they're not saying that at all. Mm-hmm. That's not what they're saying or addressing. Like, I, all the people that are saying that are all the people that haven't actually seen the show. All they see is the synopsis that she was fat and now she's not. Mm-hmm. And that that's glamorized. And it's not glamorized. Like, even... The- when how dare you take that away from a woman? You know what I mean? Like, that... <laughs> right. That story arc of a person it belongs to her to that character so yeah. why is she not allowed to live oh like i just that? heard that debbie ryan was bad in it like from people who watched it they're like well, she looks bad in the trailer <laughs> no i think bad. but it's campy it's fine. a campy yeah, comedy it's, it's totally a campy yeah. comedy and she does address that like in the third episode where she was like listen like i might be skinny now but all of the stuff from being fat is still affecting me affecting my life and yeah. that's really does. yeah that's a really important viewpoint to have Whose older sister did she play recently? I give up. Who? No, I was trying to think about it. Because <laughs> all I could think about her was her and her sunglasses. She was driving a car and she's always driving her little sister everywhere. 
And I was like, I, and it's just one of those things where I'm like, I don't know what's happening in this conversation because that's all I can think about. To all of you listening at home, please Google it and tweet us because we don't have oh, the time. Oh, we're going to do that right now. You guys we're are going to talk and I'm going to stall for time. We do have the yeah, time to stall. check Twitter, but. Yeah, stall for time, will we? But no, anyway, that was my, um, my August was just, just doing absolutely nothing and it was fabulous and I love it and I want one more month of it, which I almost get. Because <laughs> I don't have anything like super crazy busy until. What's like, your next big thing? Um, my next big show at work isn't until September twenty second. Is so. it Stomp again? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't tell people where I work. We're gonna have to bleep that out. <laughs> I don't want people. Because Stomp doesn't play anywhere except one theater. It's true. <laughs> it's only place in one place, and that's hell. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> no. So that's what I did, Joe. While you're multitasking, what yes. have you done? Um, I have <laughs> done a couple of projects, mostly for myself. I'm making more film. That's super exciting. I wrote my own piece that we're going to be producing in September, which is coming up, which I'm super fucking pumped for. Um, and I started a new blog that I'm really excited about. <gasps> Are you ready to share it with the world? Not yet. Next episode. Okay. Can Are you I ready? ask you a question? Sorry, I did not mean no. to step on you. Do it. <laughs> Can you stop doing polls on Facebook where you ask if people would be in movies and I always say, yes, I'm perfect for that part and then you don't write it for me? Um, I'm, I'm writing those bigger projects because you deserve the big screen treatment and not <laughs> the YouTube treatment. <laughs> so, and no, and this that's not me like joking. I have plans for people that I want to use and I have other plans for them, but I'm like, I can't give this away to a small production company because it won't be fulfilled to how I like have it visioned. That's Can I fair. audition for you? Take my scars. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Also, I finished that oh entire outline and it turned out to be something entirely else. Oh. And I am so fucking pumped. Okay, but let's stop teasing because. Yeah, let's not eel James this, okay? Ah! Oh shit. Oh ah, shit. Um, what, do you, you mean write to... dangerous garbage? Yeah. Just kidding. Sorry. Every day. That was every it. day. She was um, in the movie every day and she played the older sister and that doesn't matter. And wow. Is your. Is it. I don't even remember her name anymore. Debbie Ryan. 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 That's your Debbie Ryan. Like her and Selena Gomez can play sisters because they have those big like cheeks, like chipmunk cheeks that like they're hiding food from. Yeah. And secrets. I Thank hate- you guys for listening to Pop Culture Beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to start a show with Naomi called The Gag, and we just talk about whatever. And at the end of it, we're like, "That's that on that." You're welcome. I would listen <laughs> to a podcast called The Gag with you, where you're just gagged the whole time and you don't talk. Oh. <gasps> Hot take. Hot take. We'll release it as a special episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll also have a game because I'll have different things in my mouth that are currently gagging me. You have to identify which one. Whoever gets it gets a hundred dollar gift card to something. To something. Write us at I can help a podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> to and the Olive Garden. To the you can Olive have so Garden. many breads. You can have all the breads anyway. You can just go without anything and just you pretend to like you're about to, to order. Get bread. You don't. You could totally you're playing be the like, system. I am not playing the system. I haven't been White to an Olive do Garden. Why people do it you guys? Why people play the system? I have not been to an Olive Garden in like 10 years. I went to an Olive Garden in the middle Oh, that's not true. The last guy I dated took me to Olive Garden. I was like, what is this garbage? And you I took her him. to Olive Garden? Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I took a girl on a date, I took her to Lulu's. Fuck you. Oh, cute. Oh, Thank you. It was my prom, my senior prom. Cute. I, I love it. We had a barbecue for senior prom. Cool. It was Why? super dope. Because we didn't want to go anywhere. Okay. I mean, like, as a fact, not like it was the actual prom. Was it a barbecue? Or? Oh, no, no, no. So, uh, so instead of going to like prom dinner, oh, okay, uh, okay. one of our favorite older women held a barbecue at her house where all of us would go get ready. And it was like this big, beautiful, lavish house with multiple bedrooms and bathrooms. So everyone had like their own place to get ready. 
That's adorable. Super beautiful. Okay, made that's us way all better this than food. what I thought it was. And then we just all rode down to prom together. That's cute. Yeah. I made him take me to a steakhouse. <gasps> Which steakhouse? The my favorite one at the time was the one at the Nugget. That steakhouse was fucking dope. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Absolutely. And he told me that he had a girlfriend on the way <laughs> to to eat. And so the whole rest of the evening was super awkward. I want to start a TV show in the vein of My Super Sweet 16, but it just follows kids around on prom night. Like, as they're it. getting ready. I like it. Let's do it. We can all play the characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was thinking more of a reality show. I did too until I was like, but you know, it'd be funny. 30-year-olds playing the characters of people getting ready for prom. I'm not 30. Oh. So, and you're younger than me. Are you not? Are you? I am. You're younger than everyone. I don't know how old you are. Joe Daniel's 12. He's legal, so it's fine. It's That's fine. all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so you ready to get into this episode? I mean, I guess. Oh, so we're here to talk is, about something. <laughs> we're kind of here to talk about yeah. sex. I said it was just really, for me to like, like interject different stupid shit that doesn't matter. Let's be real. We really did start this podcast just so that we could talk about relationship junk. Yeah. And it was a really, really solid place to start. I love it. And it's good. It's worked out for us so far. Me and yeah. Paige just complain about what's going on in our lives romantically. And then each other like feeds into it. And we're like, oh my gosh, you are so right. It mm-hmm. should have been done that way. And I'm great. like, okay, thanks for listening. Leave us <laughs> a review. Bye. <laughs> Make sure to click and subscribe. That was, that was and turn the bell on life. for notifications. Ugh. Ding, ding. Ugh, I hate that so much. YouTubers, stop. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is... I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. This is going to be really more, quick. Really quick. Story. Just okay. because it just came up. But okay, so YouTubers becoming famous. I was like, yeah. okay, they're making quality. Viners who got famous. I was like, oh, all right. I guess I'll take it. There are people... On Musically, the app, who are getting famous. That's crazy. And everyone's like, what what do they do? Do you know why, though? Because we don't have Vine anymore. So this is what we have to deal with. Can I tell you how seriously my 17-year-old sister takes Musically? And she told me, too, because we were just in L.A. and she was not supposed to be on her phone the whole time because she only came under the agreement that she would not just be, like, glued to her phone the whole time. Mm -hmm. She was on Musically... And she was like, what? It's not like it's social media. It's and I was like, exactly bitch, what that is, is what so- social media <laughs> is. You're talking to your friends. That's adorable. Yeah. She doesn't even know. Well, she doesn't know what those two words mean, let alone put together. Right. <laughs> what a stupid bitch. Talking oh my God. stupid bitch uh, is. Oh, speaking of stupid bitches, we are in the city. 100% into season four. <laughs> oh, we're 100% there? I feel like we're maybe 10%. <laughs> We're 100% at the start of How many episodes four. are there? Quick, do the math. <laughs> no, no math here. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty right. video math. <laughs> says, your, says my magnet. Your magnet It's on true. Your I had that on my um, on my desk when I was an accountant. <laughs> it's funny, but it's true. Yeah. Also well, accounts true. use calculators. You don't have to do math. I was Excel spreadsheets. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best. So this is um, episode one, season four, The Agony and the Ecstasy. The synopsis is, Trey's passionate advances towards Charlotte end up missing their target. The girls discuss the concept of soulmates. That's in quotations. Uh, Samantha throws a carry a, again in quotations, fabulous life, 35th birthday get together. I don't remember any of this. I know. That's Just because it didn't happen, remember? <laughs> <laughs> no one showed up to her fabulous life. Oh my god, how embarrassing. Spoilers. Foreshadowing. I'm gonna clone you. So. Spoilers. 
To it came out 20 years to ago. this episode. That's what oh, we're true. talking about. True, true. You're right. So All if right, you haven't so listened to the episode that we're currently talking about, which you should have watched before, that's on you. You fucked up. It's, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you can totally listen to our podcast and not watch this garbage show. Yeah, before. we don't talk about the show, so. It's fine. <laughs> I asked if we could not watch the show before we recorded, but unfortunately we had to, so. You did not. Because I, I totally uh, would have had an How dare you? He was making you. a bit. That You're supposed funny. to yes and. I don't Come yes on. and. I'm not in wow. any sort of improv group. Oh Life goodness. is an improv. You don't have to be in improv to just not cock block someone's joke, you know? Wow. That's fair. <laughs> but also, bored. like, I think it would have been a better episode if we hadn't watched it. So <laughs> next time, bring that shit up is what I'm saying. Can, the next time that we're all together, can we please Special just episode? do an episode where we're like, here's how our episode of Sex in the City would have gone, and we write our own. Can it well, be no, like, because they the characters would have depth, and it wouldn't make any sense. No, here's the thing. What we do is we write it like Gilligan's Island, you know? Like, what would happen in a specific episode. Okay. Ooh, and we just, AU. like, yeah. It would be great. It's gonna be awesome. Love that. Or we can talk about my Sex and the City 3 screenplay. No, we're done talking about your projects. We've moved on. <laughs> but Samantha's a witch. Oh my she god. she has to feed on her younger up. friends to stay alive. Oh so how is this different? So it's, <laughs> it's Hocus Pocus, except... She is... Bette Midler. Well, I mean, I was going to make a Sarah Jessica Parker joke, but... No, no, no. Sarah was it going to be Parker about a horse face cat. thing? <gasps> oh, my oh, my God. God. Everybody says that. Not that's... anymore. We're Listen. Now. Somebody when... said that to me yesterday. <laughs> I don't believe that's true. Nobody's Somebody... talking about Sex and the City today in this day. My or Sarah Jessica Parker. My roommate said it yesterday. No, 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 that's not true. My friend Gus said it. So you're a liar. She's a double Gus liar. We caught it. Anyways, start the show. And it was this morning. Anyways, who we so want to start with? So she lied again. Uh, you know, memory isn't great, but I do know what I know. Um, do you want to start with Charlotte? I want to start with Charlotte because I have two questions. Okay. The first question is, why is Charlotte that girl? But we'll come back to that because uh-huh. the second question has more context. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm just putting it out there. I'm asking people to think about it. Okay. Don't answer. Just think about it. Second it question. temporarily rhetorical. So Charlotte is kind of dealing with her separation from her husband right now. Mm-hmm. And he, in this episode, came on to her and she resisted the entire time. <laughs> he literally right. came on to her. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen it, he prematurely ejaculated all over her black dress. Mm-hmm. Literally, prematurely, like we're talking five, seven seconds, maybe? It was It was it like, was, was very oh, 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 <laughs> uh, And that was it. We would have bumped the Vine charts with that. If we were taking a video of that and put it on Vine three years ago, we would have been super popular. Because yes. that face was beautiful. You didn't even follow me on Vine when I had a Vine. No, you weren't funny. It was just <gasps> me going, ah! <laughs> Do you um, understand now why? Anyways, <laughs> it was all sort of kind of conflated in the air the reasons why she wouldn't be close to him. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't give any specific answer or anything like that. Well, and she so, had a list that he wouldn't let her get to, to be fair. But to have... That's the issue. To have a list. To have these things that you have to go over instead of being able to feel in the moment. Isn't that what love is? Like, it's not rational. I have these questions. When you're having problems, it is. When it's actual love. And you love. haven't seen the movie, so the list comes oh back. Oh my god. Well, Miranda's list. Oh, Miranda comes but back. But that's in the future, so it has nothing to do with this. No, you can't hold that to today, but... <laughs> um, just because you're from the future. <laughs> Jesus. But I just want to know why 
what things mean is more important than what they are. Yeah. For Charlotte, that's very much her aesthetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what value they hold to her personally, because she holds it for, like, the money worth, or what they're supposed to represent in her mm-hmm. life. She's supposed to have that Stafford YB feel. But is that why she's unhappy? Because that's not real. That's yes! not attainable. Okay. It's, yeah. So don't call me out for my question when I'm I didn't call right. you out your question. No, oh, she's, she's so extremely hypocritical, and we talked about this last season a little bit, in the sense that she was very much like, I just want love and, like, marriage and everything's just so beautiful and we would just be in love and everything would be fine. She has all of those things in Trey. He just won't please her sexually, which she has always said doesn't matter to her, and clearly it does. Mm-hmm. So that's where her one thing, I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter. Once you find the one, everything's going to be perfect and it bit her in the ass. But yeah. she also is so prudish that it's almost impossible to to jump that hurdle because they can't sit and talk about it. It has to be a list. It can't be a conversation. And Mm -hmm. that's not fair to him, I don't think. Um, Not to say that it's fair to her on his end, but... Yeah, he definitely... She does try to bring it up. She did try to Mm -hmm. to bring it up a lot last season. I think that's why she had the list, because he usually, like, talks her out of things. So she's very much like, no, these are the points that I'm trying to address. Mm -hmm. So that's where I think, like, you can be rational and in love. Of course. Because you Mm -hmm. can obviously be like, okay, well, we can feel it in the moment, but if you're not letting me have this moment, I'm going to hold on to this. It's a receipt. (laughs) It's a fucking receipt. And she brought out the receipts. Yeah. And I think that communication is very important, in a, re- in a successful relationship. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily love. Love is a different thing, a different feeling. You know, we can love somebody and not have to have a list. But when it comes to a successful relationship, mm-hmm. I think that people do need to keep receipts. They need to remember yeah, where their feelings came from so that they can address them later and talk about it and make sure that the other person understands where their limits are. You know, like you don't have to make grocery lists. But I think that it is important to... Have you made a list? Yes. Have you made a list? Me? Mm-hmm. No. Absolutely not. You've made a list, right? Oh, I definitely have a list. Yeah. And I have an <laughs> ongoing list of things that I'm like, okay, this is not important to talk enough right now, but I'll bring it back later if it becomes a bigger issue. And then I just like rearrange the priorities of it. Mm-hmm. So then I'll only talk about like, these are the three top issues that were happening today. Or the least that I'm presenting to the table. Do, do, do. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We'll table See, this. And then later on, bring it up. And I'm like, I'm really... In- empathetic person like like empathic almost where i feel other people's emotions and so a lot of the time i cannot feel my own emotions amongst everyone else's and so it takes me a lot longer to process everything like i could be in a room and i could be like that guy has a headache this person does not like this other person because like based on just one little thing that they did to them like i can figure out everyone else's shit but if something happens directly to me i have to like spend three days in my room going why you're Melanie Linsky. Say what now? Are you watching Castle Rock? No, um, I didn't start watching. I thought you meant Melanie Linsky in Ever After. I'm only here for the food. <laughs> That's her best role. Sorry. Also me. Hot take. Yeah. Uh, her in that movie <laughs> with... She's so cute. With Kate... Kate... Drew Barrymore? No, no, no. Melanie Linsky. Yeah. The, what, the movie that they did where they're like runaways and they kill people. I don't know. Runaways and kill people. Oh, it's her and Kate. Who's the bitch from the Titanic? Oh my god. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. It's them in like one of their earlier roles, like when they were actually teenagers, and they have this beautiful movie together. I forgot what it's called, but it's really great. You guys should watch it. You should probably look it up on yes. Internet Movie Database right now. But uh, <laughs> it's, and the reason I brought that up, not mm. to be an asshole, uh, is that it it's that sensation of being empathic, but to a obviously Stephen King supernatural kind of element, where she mm. cannot function, because some people's emotions she feels 
too highly and it overpowers her. So sometimes mm-hmm. she's like, I don't, I'm not in control of my own body because I don't mm-hmm. know if what I feel is really, really real. Like and Jean I don't Grey? Know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Like Jean Grey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Famke Jensen. Famke Jensen is amazing. She's, she's can get it. Oh yeah. my God. And as Ava in Nip Tuck. <gasps> oh, she's so <gasps> great in that. Thank you for listening to IMDb Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should be sponsored by them. <laughs> I think they're big this. enough. No, I don't think that they sponsor a garbage fire. You just throw shit into it and watch it burn brighter. Fair enough. Um, Great, at least. We're... While you're looking that up, though, heavenly mind? creatures. Oh, heavenly what did, creatures. What did you? Yes. I mean, what are your thoughts? Um, my my thoughts on Charlotte is that she is very much like me in the sense that she has no idea what she wants and she needs to sort it out. Mm-hmm. I think that at the end, not to spoil like the very end or anything, but she says um, in the in the end that she was like maybe we could all just be each other's soulmates and men could just be like these people that come in and out of our lives and I think that that is her finally figuring out her own shit Mm -hmm. and realizing that even if you are 25 or 35 or 45 or whatever that it's okay to be alone as long as you're happy with who you are as a person right since I can't tell the future do you think that sticks no (laughs) I think that she's divorced three times over by now (laughs) Well, and I'm I'm not a woman, so I don't understand this struggle. But from your perspective, is there that internal battle of, I don't know what I want and I have to figure it out. But also, I feel like I should be in a relationship. And so if I'm not, you know, like, how do you balance those two things? Because you can't figure out what you want if you're expecting that this is what you need. Yeah. And there's, it's almost like twofold. So there is the emotional and then there's the biological. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even, even if you never want to have children, the idea that time is running out for you, that you only have so many eggs left, is real and is, like, re- like legitimately serious. Like, mm-hmm. I, and depending on whatever spoke you are in your menstrual cycle, can really affect you. I watched um, Blockers mm-hmm. for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, oh my god, I am never going to have that. I am never going to have... A relationship with a bunch of other parents. We're never going to, like, sit in the backyard drinking our, like, vodka sodas and, like, talking about our kids. I'm never going to have that. And for, like, a brief moment, I was like, I want that. And two minutes later, I was like, no, you don't. (laughs) What's wrong with you? You don't want children. You never wanted children. What the hell is wrong with you? But that, like, um, that actual, like, you are only worthwhile because that's really what it boils down to why we are here as a human race. Yeah, all humans. Is to procreate. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is, that's it. And so the fact that you are not doing what you are supposed to be doing hits you on a like biological level. And then there is just the fact that women are brought up to need something to take care of. When you're a kid, you get a doll. That doll is your responsibility. You're supposed to fake feed it, fake clothe it, fake whatever for it. And psychologically, that gets to you in the sense that if you have nothing to take care of, what good are you? And then biologically, if you don't have a child, what good are you? Mm -hmm. And so that's a double fold for women where they don't, like, they feel like they're useless and that is the worst thing to feel as, I think, a human. Like, if you don't feel like you you should be on this earth, or you are not doing something, if you don't have a purpose, then what are you doing with anything? And yeah. 
like that can get to some women. For women like Charlotte, it's really difficult for her to see that and to break out of that. For somebody like Samantha, Samantha's like, whatever, I'm banging, I'm here, I do what I want, and I'm unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't let it bother her. But I think she's more honest with what she truly wants than what she feels that she should need. Like, she's figured it out. Although she Mm -hmm. is the oldest character Mm -hmm. of the girls, so she is supposed to be that that character who kind of has it figured out a little bit more. Yeah, Yeah. that everybody sort of has to, like, look up to her to a certain extent Mm -hmm. because she has her shit together. But they don't listen to her. Not enough. Nobody listens to the slut. The slut is always the fall character, and it's so sad. When Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about that, I was like, nobody, everyone, like, goes to her crying. But then everyone, like, fights her on her advice. Mm-hmm. I think that she's too real with them, and they yes. don't want real. They want the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carrie and Charlotte specifically. Miranda's more like... Miranda doesn't understand that she has a fantasy in mind. Miranda thinks she's just being very practical and logical. Mm-hmm. Right, where it's an idealized version of something in her head. Yeah. Yeah. It's not real. But is Samantha also living a fantasy, or is she... I think, well, everyone is. Uh, yeah. I think everyone, to a certain degree, is living in fantasy. And there are times, even with Samantha, throughout the course of this show, breaks down a little bit. Because she feels like she should be with someone or in a relationship. She just feels obligated to do the norm. And then immediately, like, kind of goes like, what the fuck? What am I doing? No, this yeah. isn't who I am. Well, and when you're the hyperbolized slut character, and we've seen it in tons of pop culture, like, we've seen it in Blanche Devereaux, we've seen it mm-hmm. in everything, that character is the one, people don't pick on them, but it's always kind of, nobody respects that yeah. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody takes it seriously. Mm-hmm. And so... Even the strongest person, eventually, if every person around you is questioning the choices that you're making, Mm -hmm. you're going to stop and you're going to say, what's motivating me to do this? Is this fulfilling me? Is this Mm -hmm. making me happy? And for some people, it's not. But for some people, it is. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on who you are in here. I'm pointing at my heart. Sorry. This doesn't work for podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true, though. Like, there's so much, like, even as a woman my age right now. I just had... Say your age out loud. No. I'm just um, <laughs> Especially not after you bitches talking about age term. While we were watching it, I was just like, huh, my heart. Um, I just wanted to make Derek feel old. Oh, I don't I mean, have anything against old people. <laughs> You're not making it any better. <laughs> um, but I had an argument with our handyman of the apartment yesterday morning. I told him that the dishwasher was not working. So he, like, goes over, flips it on. It makes a noise. He doesn't bother looking at it. He's like, looks fine to me. Thank you. And I'm like, listen. It's not working. It does not actually clean dishes. It sounds like it goes through a cycle. But if there's, like, one speck of food in there, it just moves from glass to glass. Like, it doesn't actually clean anything. It's not sanitizing. It is not doing its job. And he and I went back and forth... Until he was basically like, listen, I mean, if there's nothing wrong with it, there's nothing I can do. And I'm like, it doesn't work. Why aren't you listening to me? And to have him disrespect me, and I guarantee you that if my male roommate had been saying the exact same things to him and had been in the room, he would have taken him seriously. They would have looked at it together and would have been like, oh, yeah, it's not not putting out hot water or whatever the fuck's wrong with it. It's just whoever they think is less than them. Because I'm also a male, but I've also had people 
servicemen specifically talk to me in those ways where mm-hmm. they're like, these people don't think that I know what's yeah, up. No, Whenever I go totally... get my car checked, they mm-hmm. always want to do that extra $50 increase. They're like, oh, we're going to check this, check this. I'm like, oh, really? That's interesting because my car is this year and they, they wouldn't have that problem. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, oh. and it's not necessarily like a, a male-female thing. But it's I think like, for the most part it is. Well, so I, I don't want to take away I, from that for, so, for I think that it is, but, well, let's not get into this whole culture, but I'm going to get into it. <laughs> Straight men specifically treat gay men as women who are not desirable at all. So we get all of the negative with none of that. Well, and not to say that it's positive. We have it worse than you do. No, no, that's not what I mean at all. But, and I don't want to be like, I'm not looking for respect from straight men. I could fucking give a shit. But I had a similar incident when I was 16 years old where I was essentially like attacked by somebody that I was seeing. And the police officer was like, well, what did you do? What, like, what did you do to cause it? What, like, and it just kind of made me feel like the victim. And that was mm-hmm. when I kind of realized, like, oh, <laughs> in this yes. situation, no one takes you seriously. And women are treated like that every single fucking day. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, and it is so funny because the second that any male treats me with respect, trusts what I'm saying to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fucking there. I'll fuck them. I will. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, that's, there is so, there is so minimal, hear that, men? minimal amount of things that need to happen for a woman to feel great about herself mm-hmm. and great about you and great about the relationship. Like, the bar is so low for straight men. Well, and it's the perfect example in Charlotte because Trey did not do that for her. He did not listen to her. Right. He literally came on to her when she mm-hmm. had her list. Yeah. He and I even disrespected her opinion earlier with my questions. Because I took Trey's side. I apologize. I was wrong. I mean, I'm not. You didn't have the background. I want to talk about one, how butch you got. How marble, marble cowboy you got when you're like, listen, you leaned in, elbow on one fucking knee. I'll fuck him. I'll fuck him. You put your hand forward and you did the whole fucking bit. I was raised by my dad <laughs> to be a boy. So that's probably why it upsets me more than it upsets most right. women. Most women are used to being treated like that. Whereas my dad was like, no, this is how you shake a hand. You are, you know, strong. You don't. No, here's the thing. Bullshit. No. <laughs> Trust don't me. come at us with what that means. Trust me. Just kidding. I will judge someone based on their handshake. I think that's garbage. No, it's not garbage because it's about who you are. There's a matter of respect that happens between two people in a handshake. And it's not about dominance. And it's not about strength either. It's about, it's not about like how much can I squeeze your fucking hand? Mm -hmm. It's like a, this is, it's like a hug, but it's one of those things that like, like a hug. Like, would you give a random stranger a hug? No, but you have to shake their hand because that's a thing that we've agreed on. I don't want to touch other people, especially if I don't know them. That's fine. So I would that's give where... a stranger a hug. Thank you. <laughs> but that's where I'm just like, I, that, that doesn't make me feel comfortable. Especially when people are like, oh, I judge you on your, on your handshake. I'm like, I already don't want to touch you, so I'm not going to go well, in and present to you who I am. Okay, but stop. You don't have to shake anyone's hand. Right. You can also right, but then I'm seen as rude to... and inconsiderate no. and do that. No, yeah. no, that's no. totally... I, I would respect somebody for being like, I don't shake hands. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, cool. And I would respect them and that would be fine. But if you go in for a handshake, if you are the one who initiates a handshake and you dead fish me, we're done. <laughs> And that's just it. Like, and it's not about like pulling someone's arm out of the socket. Again, it is just about like, like a warm, glad to see you, firmly grasping your hand, handshake. Did I tell you how I shake hands? Is it dead fish? Because then we're no, done. No, it's slightly different. Give me your hand. 
Okay. So I'll grab onto someone's hand and they'll go in for like that like firm handshake. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hand's very like soft uh-huh. and nice the entire yeah. time. And then I'll run my thumb behind their hand as I'm letting go. <laughs> and people fucking hate it. Yeah, because they're like, we're not the Queen of England. What is that? Well, I just like it because I'm just kind like, okay, we have to, it. if we have to do this thing, like, is, I'm going to make it my way. See, that's and that's like, fun for me because then people are like, what the fuck did so, I just contract? So now you're just establishing dominance. Well, that's getting into your psychology of it's something that you're uncomfortable doing. And your only way of dealing with that is by making that other person uncomfortable. Yeah. That's not the right thing to do. <laughs> For yourself or for them. Well, because never nobody else who matters to me has ever shaken my hand. So it's only strangers. So we've established that you do not need to shake hands if Correct. you're not comfortable shaking hands. Thank you. That's only between you two. I've had other people who are like, "This is something that we have to do." No, absolutely you, not. No, you don't ever. But have you to have touch to stand human. in the fact that you don't shake hands, mm-hmm. like Paige said. Yeah. You have to say, "I don't. I'm not comfortable with that." Yeah. How Mandel does it all anything. the time. Yeah, absolutely. Because he has—he's a germaphobe, and so he won't touch anyone. That's beautiful. I didn't and know he's that about him. very, very like upfront that's and nice so about shiny. it. That's why he's so shiny. It's true. I thought it was the Mr. Clean guy. I thought hmm. that's why he was so shiny. Yeah, that too. That's, Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, but for real, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't shake hands. Mm-hmm. And every, and he's totally fine. That when I met him, he was like, I'm sorry, I don't shake hands, and I'm like, I know, I wasn't gonna offer. And he was like. Bless your heart. Well, and if you're it. talking handshakes as a respect thing, that is that is a respect thing as well. Of it's trusting cool. that stranger enough to say, mm-hmm. hey, this is who I am. I'm not comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. So, And it's the same like with hugs. Like if somebody immediately oh, yeah. goes into you and he's like, I'm a hugger. And you don't ask the other person what they want to do. You just go in for a hug. That's, that's a disrespectful. Yeah, and I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. And that's so awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I've done that before. I'm like, hey, I'm a hugger. Would you prefer that? And then people are like, oh, right. yeah. I mean, they're like, no, I'm actually what? I'm like, you know what? Respect. Yeah, cool. and that for me, hundred percent respect. Like, do what you are comfortable doing, and don't do if you do something that you're uncomfortable doing, and then get kind of passive aggressive with it. Somebody's gonna judge you for that. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, and me specifically. <laughs> I don't care about you. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I don't understand how you guys are sitting because I've moved my sitting position six different times since we have started. And you guys are in the same position, and I don't I, understand what I'm doing wrong. I don't have headphones, so I'm moving closer and further away from the mic, and I have no idea what this is going to sound like. I've been I over know, here. I'm, I was like, I also down, have that, I was like, back here. The I've been most traveling. timber to my voice. Ooh. So the timber. <laughs> so what happens to Charlotte? So Charlotte um, goes over with a note and. Trey has boner, comes all over her. Uh, in the end, I think she's just like, we need to spend some time apart. We mm-hmm. can't, we cannot do this right now, which is fair. And what they've been doing, which is not much. So they, she came by with a list. She came and by she with was a like, list. I'm going to leave the same way I came in, yeah. not knowing where we were, despite yeah. me trying to figure this out. Yeah. It's a little different, I think, because she learned more about him although he has been repeating the same pattern but this was kind of it felt like the last straw for her Mm -hmm. of tomorrow she knows a little bit more about him as a person and can make decisions based on that going forward Mm -hmm. there is a tipping point that happens Mm -hmm. where you finally realize that someone is the the way that they are and that they're not going to change and there's a certain point where women actually give up that fight that are actually like no this is who he is. He's not going to change. I can either accept it or I can leave. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of gets to that point. Yeah. So okay. I guess we'll have to find out. Because mm-hmm. no one's seen the next episode. We have to wait for it we to We have to put out. it on right now. Let's stop what we're doing. I need to know what happens. No, you don't. When I was with my friends, every time we... Because we started power watching Degrassi for some reason. All three of them had already watched it. I had never seen it. And I don't feel bad that I had never seen it. 
I stand by what I said. Oh my and then god. It was so funny because one of the quieter girls in our group, every single time an episode was over, she's like, oh my god, what happens next? I have to know. And I'm like, you've seen this. She's like, stop. <laughs> I need to know what happens next. Really I'm the Manny of the group. <gasps> um, I don't know if that's true. You're <gasps> young Manny. Ooh, what happens to older Manny? I'm I'm not cute. Bunnies and puppies are cute. I want to be hot, Manny. <laughs> when she wears the thong to school. And then yes. she gets in trouble. So then the next day she wears no underwear. Yes. <gasps> Beautiful. I fucking love Degrassi. What character I've never seen it. Thank you for listening to the Degrassi podcast. <laughs> oh my god, they should start. I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> no, it works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kevin Smith has a Degrassi podcast. Does he? Uh, he has god, a podcast about Kevin everything. Smith. He's the best. Well, he was, they had an episode in Degrassi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why he, yeah. And then exactly. Silent, so they came back for the music video. Yes. Then they did the music, the Drake music video. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They came back. It was so cute. So um, my favorite story arc in this episode was Samantha. Okay, cool. Let's go Are we go comfortable talking about we Samantha? Can, yeah, we can go into Samantha. She's my favorite anyways. That's fair. She's every, she should be everyone's favorite. <laughs> Except for Miranda. Miranda. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So talk I mean, to us. Yeah. Guide us through this journey. Oh, you're going to let me talk? So I have a lot to say about this. So in this episode, Samantha gets these kind of kismet, but sexual, not romantic feelings for this monk whom she calls a priest, but he's very clearly a monk. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and Played by Costas Mandalore. Who? Costas of- Mandalore of Saw fame. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the IMDb podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, no, it's that's the only thing I know from. So when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, Costas Mandalore, I fucking hate you. <laughs> he ties him to my blog. There are several posts about it. Cute. So on the surface, it seems very, very playful. And um, it's, yeah, it is a, a fantasy that right. she takes a little too far. Oh, she she definitely does. She pushes I mean, the Samantha. boundaries a little too far. But I kind of read a little bit more into it of her choosing herself and him choosing God, right? Because there is a mm-hmm. point where she very clearly is it's, coming it's on like, to I him. like, I want your dick. Yeah, yeah, she is coming on to him. And he doesn't really, he doesn't shut her down in any kind of like negative way. He mm-hmm. just He just sort pretend, of picks up and walks away. Yeah, pretends like it didn't happen, which is the only way to deal with that, I yeah. guess. But that, I mean, that's so interesting to me because I'm not a person of faith where why would you... Why would you make a choice? Because he, there were, there were some misty eyes on, what's his name? Costas Mandalore. Yeah, I'm not going to attempt to say that. Costas. <laughs> Costas. Friar fuck. <gasps> Ooh. That's what she said. That's what, that's yeah. what she named him oh, was Friar so fuck. Friar fuck. No. Okay, so how come when she comes up with a pun, she can refer to him as a friar? But throughout the whole rest of the time, she called him a priest. Because nobody knows shit about religion. Who wrote this? Was that's it Jenny Bix? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Now I have to check. Now I have to go. Isn't there like a continuity editor or something? No. Not on this show. No, bitch. No. No. Uh, let's see. No, this one was written by Mike, Michael Patrick King. I also feel that about him. But yeah, I think that a lot of people don't, obviously don't know about religion enough to care mm-hmm. about those specific differences. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. I just think people don't care. Right. And priest is the only term that we know for most people. Well, yeah. like because when it's very convoluted. So right. Well, and for me, like I'm I'm a Jew, we don't have any of that, and so I don't know the difference. Like I do know that like for the most part from my cinema, 
that monks look like that and priests have the collar. And that's literally the only thing that I have to base that off of. Priests are Catholic. Pastors are Christian. I thought that... What are fathers? Juda- I thought that Judaism had... Fathers are Catholic. We have rabbis. That's it. <clears throat> right, a rabbi. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, they don't dress like anything, though. No, 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 no. So, right. Well, yeah. neither do pastors. That's true. In Christianity. I'm lying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it is all very convoluted and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, the same There's a lot story of, over yeah. and over and over again with different dressings. So that's fine. Oh, that's but I think it's really interesting and in what this, it, it seemed so small and it seemed so playful, but the ultimate battle against religion is sexuality, I think. True. That's yeah. total, I mean... Eve a lot, biting yeah. the apple and realizing that they're naked and then everything Fall everything apart. is different at that point. And her just unabashedly like asking if she could pray with him and then putting her shoulder on his shoulder and coming on to him was so bold and hmm. count like ant not anti-religion, but so counter that whole culture of like, why are you ashamed? Why are you afraid mm-hmm. of your own, what's going on in your heart? Why do you care more about God than you care about yourself? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I thought that was a super beautiful way to look at it. I have never considered that way before. And the fact that she did it in the actual church? Is that what they were? Oh, yeah. The monastery. The monastery. I don't know the difference between these fucking places. Yeah. Could have a goddamn wink well, and I would have been like, the house, house, of, on it the said house of God. Oh, I can't read that <laughs> Yeah. Part. The house of the Lord. Um, the house of the Lord. But that is so beautiful. And the fact that she walked away and she retained herself, she's like, that's one thing I'll never get mm-hmm. is that person. But you know what? I'm walking away from my sexuality. And she still battled it because then she went home and masturbated about the fantasy. <gasps> oh, yeah. We so that's where out. she owned it. She masturbated for two and a half hours yeah, and she, about him. And yeah. like she knew she, I, th- I think she knew she wasn't going to get it. I think the trophy would have been mm-hmm. to have gotten it. But I think the fun for her was that chase. And she still had a great time. She was like, I just imagined him me in the middle of the street he just lays me down and that's where he goes at it mm-hmm. and she let herself feel all of the pleasure and it wasn't later on they talk about like oh well i just like to get in get out like 10 minutes and she was like no i wanted to be here i wanted to live in this world for a while mm-hmm. and fucking own it question Tell is me. that not prayer yes absolutely masturbation so is prayer from the Do you not agree? famous book Paige is giving me a look right now from the famous book E Pray Love as oh by Elizabeth Gilbert she says that uh, praying is when you talk to God and meditation is when you listen so I think any meditative state where you just allow the world to encompass you mm-hmm. is where you're listening to God and I think that's where she could have been listening to God I think that makes sense because I don't meditate you need to meditation is incredible I'd fall asleep do you masturbate? You don't have to answer that. Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Of course. Because if you... Do you hear the angels sing? I don't. And I don't sing along with them, Samantha. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I just think if you are an atheist or a non-believer, there has to be some kind of thing that is giving your life purpose a god, and that's mm-hmm. you. And so if you are going to take an introspective moment, two and a half hours, to just give yourself what you need in that moment, that's prayer. Same as meditation. Same as, you know, I don't know. I thought there were a lot of really interesting subtleties in it. I think you I could be reading way too much. That's what's interesting because me and Paige watch this show and we just watch it at 
not necessarily surface level, but we watch it for what it is and then we take what we want from it and mm-hmm. kind of develop our own narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So having someone else who kind of goes deeper into the things, because I would have I would have been like, okay, Samantha wants this guy and he doesn't get it. Anyway, she leaves. Mm-hmm. Boom, moving on. But the fact that you looked into it was beautiful. Yeah. You gave me a different perspective on how I would have looked at things. And I'm like, oh, and this beautiful thing happened. To be fair, Samantha's the only character that I feel could have something like that. Like, nothing Carrie has ever done have I been like, well, let's look at the layers. Yeah. Let's peel apart because, what she's thinking. Because there isn't. There isn't anything. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, these girls are surface level, which is yes. why that's Or is it too about. many? No. I may stop you right there. <laughs> because no. Because they're all, like, not complex human. They're not fully formed no. characters. Um, all the screen prison videos that I watch on Sex and the City tell me that they're multifaceted characters. Yeah, well, they have a lot of free time, so they make a lot of shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you also have one on Mad Men, so you should watch those. Because now I haven't seen any episode of Mad Men, but I get it. And I get the characters. You, don't, you don't get it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, you It is so incredibly... So incredibly deep and detailed in what it is saying. Every piece of dialogue has yeah. 200 different meanings. It is so beautiful. Even the silences in <sighs> that. And usually I am one of those people that's like, why are you wasting my fucking time with a bunch of silences, Sophia Coppola? Um, but, take that back right now. No. Oh my God. However, you. I don't like it. I don't like her silences. She would be a great painter. But don't do cinema. Anyway. But that's also just how she talks. Have I you listened to an interview with her? No. That's what she'll do. She'll all in the room and she'll be like, you care about what I have to say because you're interviewing me and I'm the guest star on whatever you're talking about. Okay. I'm going to let you know what I feel she, when it comes down to it. But she, she, every word. Yeah. she wants her silences to mean more than they do, in my opinion. Anyways, enough about Sophia. They're talking to God in the silences. <laughs> no, that's no, that's. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you do that one. That's, there. No, that's not it. Um, I forgot what I was saying. So, I'm anyways, sorry. move on. You're such a dick. <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but yeah, so, like they're in Mad Men. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Mad Men's silences mean everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you do silences. <laughs> Can we end of rant? <laughs> there is an episode where. John Hamm and January Jones are driving in the car and there's just a moment where he kind of like looks at her and then looks back at the road and she looks at him and then looks away and a single tear falls but it takes 10 minutes for this to happen. It's not you it's not 5 video. seconds. Did I? Yeah, you oh absolutely sent me this video. Oh my god. First of all, January Jones shit actress, right? The worst. But she yes. is that character. She is. And so yeah. it works on every level because She's feeling that vapid fantasy and it, oh my god, you have to watch it. You'll be I, drawn in the first episode if you see, watch I it. See, I have watched the first episode. And you weren't? No, I saw the actress You know what, then acting. it's not your thing. Yeah, I also and that's went why to I stayed away from it. advertising. That, so. And that also makes sense yeah. for you. That's why I'm like, that, right. obviously, I, that makes sense that that is your show. Yeah, and my mom was in advertising, so like I, I feel like that connection to it. Yeah, and no, so. I just don't like watching actors act and making the choices to act, because then I'm like... I see you making choices, but well, it's and that's all I can piece. think about. Yeah. So they, I mean, they have to because we are not right. I know, yeah. but there, are, I think there are other people who I've seen who kind of, not effortlessly because obviously they're trying. Right. But I'm like, ooh, okay, I'm sold on the story because you're giving it to me. And there are other people like, hey, did you see this? Because I'm doing it. It's representative of everything that's going on right now. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm at. Are you here with me? Okay, cool. We're moving on. And I don't like that. The only actress in it who is bad is the daughter. Their daughter. <gasps> but she's going to be in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh my god, I'm it's so going to be garbage so then. Wow. 
Oh, it comes in October. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Mad Men podcast. <laughs> I think there are certain TV shows that are amazingly like you can watch the first episode and be like, "Yeah, I'm on board. Let's do this." Um, and there's other ones that are like that. You kind of have to get through the Praying Mantis episode of Buffy before you can. That's like, what I've heard from everybody. Fully appreciate that. Like I literally, so I'm having. I started Buffy nights with a couple of girls that haven't seen it before. So we meet every Wednesday and we watch Buffy. And like I literally, we got to that episode and I was like, okay, girls, here's the thing. This is hands down the worst episode of Buffy that there is. It is all uphill from here. So you just got to muscle through this. You just have to muscle through this praying mantis episode. And then it's all gold from there. And there are some that like just take a really long time and you have to stick with it and you have to watch it. But then there's other ones like Mad Men, if it doesn't have you in the first episode, it's not your thing. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about Veronica Mars, too. I feel like if it does not drag yeah, you in in that first episode, it's not your thing. And it's thing. also hard watching a TV show that's already been established if you're not originally part of it, because then you're on your own journey. Mm-hmm. You can... it. Not that it matters, because some people want to fight about it, but sometimes something feels dated. Mm-hmm. And then when you're watching it, you're like, oh, I wasn't cut up when this was going on, so now this feels like weird. Well, like it's kids with Harry Potter. Where yeah. they're like, I don't like Harry Potter. And it's like, you don't understand what Where Harry Potter mm-hmm. is. Yeah, you don't us. understand how it meant to be in the zeitgeist and love Harry Potter. To grow mm-hmm. up Harry Potter's age yeah. as yeah. the books came out. And the right. books didn't treat their audiences like they were kids. No. So they were like, we're giving you all this heavy stuff. You have to get into it. Because mm-hmm. it's real. And then the movie happened. And yeah. then you were like, oh shit, I can do both. I appreciate that so much about the books is that it grows as you grow. Like you could absolutely hand that book to an 11 year old, make them read one each year uh-huh. and they'll feel it and they'll be emotionally prepared for the end by the time they finish it. How lucky were we to have grown up in that area? <laughs> well, yeah, because how sad for the people that grew up with Twilight. Ugh. I mean, some of the people that I know that love Harry Potter love Twilight. They're like, it's the same thing to them. No. I, I mean, sometimes I taste just goes wild. <laughs> and that's what anything is, is taste. There's no what, quality to anything. It's taste. It depends on what you're reading for. Because if you're reading for for substance and friendship and and truth and whatever, then you read Harry Potter. And if you're reading something because you want to get your 14-year-old rocks off about vampires and you're not old enough to get Anne Rice from the library, you read Twilight. But that's how it is with any show. Like, with watching Mad Men, I just wasn't going into that show for what it was willing to give me, and that's maybe why I was out of it. Yeah. And that's why some people watching Sex and City, I'm watching Sex and City knowing that I liked it, and I cared about what it had to say, and I'm watching them like, this was bad. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from all the things that people learned from it, or all the people who were stuck on it, who mm-hmm. were like, this is one of the greatest shows on television. Yeah. Because it did do a bunch of different things. All four, like, four females as the lead, talking about sex, talking about relationships, doing it their own way. Fuck men. Mm-hmm. Not in a, like, right. century way. But, not literally fuck men. <laughs> yeah, but there's, like, well, we're going to talk sometimes. about all this. Depends what character. And women's issues. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be one of the best TV shows on in, like, history. Mm-hmm. Especially HBO. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it at the time, it was great. It was exactly what it was. It was exactly yeah. what it needed to be. I mean, I look back at, like, was it a couple, a few years back? They were like, guess what, everybody? We're re-releasing Gem and the Holograms. And I was just like, fuck yes. Because that was my favorite show. There was depth. There was amazingness. Mm-hmm. I was so down for that fucking show. And when I did a rewatch, when they put it out, I was like, I was the worst child ever. <laughs> this is This show is garbage. The 
freaking holograms. Like, yeah, okay, a bit of a bop, but the misfits were clearly better, but they were also felons. <laughs> Every single episode. I was like, who let me watch this? But, like, also, my favorite movie was Earth Girls Are Easy, and I rented it from Smith's every weekend. Uh, like, that movie's perfect. amazing, and Gina Davis is everything. Yes, but also, it's kind of garbage. But question, have you ever watched Jizz? No. Okay, so Jizz <laughs> is someone took Gem and the Holograms and just dubbed it over. It's on <gasps> Shut YouTube. Up. But it's just filthy and irreverent and amazing. And that's our podcast. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go watch Jizz, everybody. Bye. Fuck Brandon Carey, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you will love it because it's... Is it just called Jizz or do I look up Jizz? It's J-I-Z-Z. I love it. Jizz. You'll find it. The Lonely Pants, Scary Movie, Big Mouth, Jizz it's right Face. There. <gasps> it's right there. Oh no, you clicked Don't on the Scary Movie Oh one. my god. I'm adding it to my watch later. Yes. It looks like Gem and the Holograms, but it's called Jizz. That's it's, how you're going to find it. I'm so, so excited. Anyways, so that's, yeah, so that's Sam, right? Yeah. Good with Sam? Yeah. Are we moving on to I'm Miranda sorry Witches? For, sorry for dragging you down with my religious no, rants. Totally fine. I could go on forever about religion <laughs> and like stuff. I actually yeah. had like a talk about like death and what it means in afterlife because we were talking about the good place mm-hmm. the other day and I like went off on it and like we went into like seeing ghosts and things like that and I was just like whatever it's just like chemicals in your brain like making you think that you see things and it just went like so far so I would totally be the, the podcast. Same. Yeah, I know. I swear to God, we need Hot Takes the Podcast. I can't believe some garbage sports show no, took they didn't. that. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I don't know that it's garbage. I'm sorry. I don't want to like... Truly it's garbage it. to take I'm, that term and use it out I'm, of context. Yeah. I'm, Although we have taken that term and put it in a different context. Yes, yeah. So, so sorry mm, guys. It's fine. <laughs> um, Perspective, America. It's Miranda, important. I literally only have one sentence on. <laughs> I don't even know what happened to Miranda. So um, Miranda. When we when we st- <laughs> when we started the episode, they were on their way to an engagement party. Wearing cute ass outfits but ugly ass jackets slash capes. Yes, except for Carrie yeah, Carrie looked like a magician or a magician's assistant. A magician. This, it's bad. Um, but Miranda got caught up in like a group of girls that were just like, oh yeah, we just got engaged. We're married. What about you? And she felt the need to turn her singledom into a comedy act. And so she was like, oh yeah, I really love my cat. Like just like dumb shit like that. Made herself the butt of the joke. Yeah. Like made herself the butt of the joke. Um, and then it kind of came back around and like made her sad. She ran into somebody in the street later. Um, that was a friend of hers, and she didn't feel like being, like, comedy. She's just like, you know what? Whatever. It's fine. Like, maybe people don't have soulmates, and it's okay, which we'll get to with Carrie later. Um, and she just kind of was like, everybody is making fun of stuff to hide the pain, which I don't think is true. I just like being funny. And sometimes laughing is easier than crying. I will give them that. But sometimes it's not that you're crying. You're just lightening the situation because nobody likes anyone who sits down to have a conversation after you haven't seen each other in a while you have a nice big cup of coffee and they're like my life is horrible like nobody wants to be with that person so you have to lighten it up with comedy so i think that this took it a little too seriously but that's just me well i see it from a different perspective because she did it not because she was unhappy because she's fine. Yeah. Miranda's fine right now. She did it because she didn't want the patronizing looks of other women. Mm-hmm. So she did it to play into the group, which I think is dangerous because it builds that culture of all of these women as this insular group kind of like, I think it would be better to, well, and this is coming from a man's perspective. So I apologize because I don't know, 
But to say, like, no, I'm single, and some women are happy single, so why don't you not, like, look down on me? Like, stand in yourself mm-hmm. where you are instead of... Di- Comedy is a diversion. It's not... Yeah. If it's for you, yes, I agree, because I do that with every dark thing that I go through. It has Mm. to be funny, or I can't wake up the next morning. But (laughs) when it's for other people, that's just, it's just toxic in, because it just perpetuates itself forever, Mm -hmm. and we don't need that culture. Yeah. We don't need that, but I've been guilty of feeding into it, because I used to be like, oh, beat them to the punch, laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is like what we've always heard, like, oh, laugh mm-hmm. at yourself. You need to learn how to be able to do that. And I took it the wrong way. So I'd be like, oh, here are my flaws. Ha isn't it funny? Anyways, moving on. And so I met a friend who legit called me and she's like, oh, I hate self-deprecation jokes. Like, they're not funny. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, that's all of our culture is. And she's like, yeah, it's not funny. Like, imagine having to feel so insecure that you have to laugh because you think that other people are going to laugh at you or, like, shit on you. And your only way of trying to make friends with the people who are going to look down on you already mm. is to look down on yourself. And then that's what you guys have in common is you both don't like you. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally fair. I don't think that all those kind of jokes are necessarily self-deprecation, but I get that's totally true. All of, like, my jokes that I make about, like, singledom, like, my whole notes in my phone of, like, stand-up I'll never perform is, like, all stuff that is funny about the situation and I don't think that any of it is, like, me being like, oh, well, I'm I'm single. It's Mm -hmm. so sad. All of it is just like, hey, you guys, guess what? I just made five dates this week, so I don't need to go grocery shopping. <laughs> ah! Like, I mean, it's not it's not always like that, but those self-deprecation jokes, especially when it gets to the point where those particular people make those jokes because they believe them. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, that's so sad. It and totally that, depends on where it's coming from. Yeah. Because if it's your insecurity and you are making yourself the butt of the joke so that someone else can't, that is so dangerous in your own mind Mm -hmm. you you can't do that to yourself Mm -hmm. but if it's a funny situation it's a funny situation and it's not a bad situation Mm -hmm. it's just where you are today right now and it's not permanent it's temporary and it's fucking hysterical life is ridiculous and funny right you have to laugh at stuff to get through it all totally i have to laugh at the total insanity that is my non-working dishwasher that I will probably have to fight him on for another three months before he realizes it. Mm-hmm. Or just break it. Throw shit into it and then watch it break and be like, it's broken now. Fix it. Listen, don't think I haven't thought about it. Do it. That's, so the man, tempted, that's the that's man so way stupid. to solve the problem. And yeah, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a man. Literally rip the door to. off and be like, it needs to be replaced. Well, and don't think that that wasn't something <laughs> that went through my head when I was talking to him because mm-hmm. he was like, listen, if nothing's wrong, like we were standing right in the kitchen. He was like, well, nothing's wrong with it. There's nothing I can do. And my brain went, kick it, fucking kick it, kick the door off, go grab your, your hammer out of the drawer and sl- and smash it and go mm-hmm. here. Now it's broken. Fix it. The door and another, it. But that's not the adult way to do things. Another man way to do things. And this is what I do at my apartments is when something is broke, I replace it myself and then I send them the bill and they cannot legally not pay it. If you can prove that it was broken. I have been looking into the laws of stuff Mm -hmm. and I, because there's a lot of stuff that also is wrong with this apartment. Oh yeah. Like when we first moved in, my fan was horrifically loud. Like I literally called it the vortex, my bathroom. (laughs) I was just like, I'm going to the vortex. If you're talking to me, I can't hear you. Go to the light, Carol Ann. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I was like, it's clearly broken. 
And so we talked to the office about it. And the next day I had no, I'm not exaggerating, 10 screws on my floor. He had basically just tightened the fan and been like, it's fixed. And that's it. And I have been arguing with them this whole time about how it is not fixed. (laughs) And so he would keep coming in and leaving notes going, I fixed this a month ago. I'm like, except for you didn't. You know what really needs to be fixed at this apartment? The handyman. Yes, exactly. I had, since moving to my new apartment, which I moved into July 13, Hmm. it is now September by the time of this release and it still won't be fixed. My air conditioner has not worked. No. And so we bought, well, we told them like, hey, this doesn't work. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll send someone out. They didn't. And then they were like, okay, it's not working. And they're like, oh, we're going to send someone out right away. Didn't work. We both had to, like, not go to work to wait for them, and they didn't show up. So we're like, uh, that's bullshit. We've argued that. No. And then I called, and then I was like, hey, our thing doesn't work. What the fuck? And she's like, we're sending someone right now. Can you be there? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be here because this needs to get handled. Mm-hmm. And then they had to call an outside source to come fix it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with it? I was like, so, it doesn't work. It doesn't turn on. It's the number one problem. I have switched the outlets. I mm-hmm. have hit the reset button. And inside, I've made sure that everything works. I just want to let you know that I did those things and they don't work. They're like, cool. They sent someone out. They tried plugging in somewhere, somewhere else. Didn't work. They tried those plugs to make sure that the plugs were working, which I already did. Totally fine. And then they took everything off and then they hit the reset button. Didn't work. They checked everything and they're like, doesn't work. And I was like, right. I fucking told, told you, you this. That. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That all the way comes back to trust and respect. We still don't have anyone. That's bullshit. I've called them every single week. And then we had, there's an appraiser who's walking through the house. Mm-hmm. And the girl called me. She's like, hey, just let you know, like, is this going to be okay, like, for an appraiser to walk through your house? I'm like, are you going to fix my stuff before he comes? Or are you going to tell her that? Yeah. And Thank then she did not like it. To play devil's advocate for just one second, because that's what I'm known for. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Um, the reason why that happens a lot of the time, and I'm not defending patriarchy culture, because fuck that, is... Like, the IT thing of, like, did you turn it off and on again? Because people because literally people don't, don't yeah. do that. Yeah, right. no. Some people literally, the thing is not broken. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's totally fair. However, when but you come at the them. the sound does not prove that the dishwasher works. Yeah, like, when you come at them and you say, listen, right. this isn't working. I did this. I did that. I mm-hmm. did that. Like, I gave them a verbal dissertation. <laughs> On that fucking fan in my bathroom. Yeah, I, was I know. Like, you wrote your master's thesis on it. I did. <laughs> like, I, no, I, like, literally did where I went in there and I'm like, listen, I know you guys didn't um, win a regional science fair like I did, so I'm going to dumb it down. <laughs> Second grade, ladies and gentlemen. Second grade. Sixth. Oh, sixth grade, sorry. <laughs> and eighth. But anyways. Oh, damn. Um, with the same project, I'm such a bitch. <gasps> God damn Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> Different judges, thank God. Yep. But if it was the same judge and they're like... <gasps> This is, this is, this is brand so new. Brilliant. This is innovative. Revolutionary. Ooh. It was. I was mapping everyone's blind spot. That's really interesting. It was a really good experiment. But anyways, I was like, listen, here's the thing. Here's what's happening. The fan is in upside down and there's probably like something in it mm-hmm. because it's loud. Like I'm getting headaches. It's so loud. And I swear to you, this should be the fucking picture. Of this podcast. Perfect. Is the note that he left just like yesterday saying, oh yeah, there was something stuck in the fan and uh, I flipped it around. Really, Mm. motherfucker? (laughs) Thanks. It's really interesting that what I told you to do to fix it worked and fixed it. Yeah. So weird. Me, a woman. 
<laughs> me, a woman. <laughs> the same guy who came in to look at our thing, because he finally came in to look at it, but he couldn't fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, they replaced our front like security door, the metal one, mm-hmm. because when they replaced it, they set it uneven with a log, so we could try to double it, but it just kept hitting anything, so it just kept opening. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, this people, fucking second, I hate this place. And then I have two sliding glass doors for my closet, mm-hmm. and one of them always gets stuck. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to have to put some bolts in this and whatever. And it opened up a bit more. He's like, is that better? I was like... Does it work functionally the way that it's supposed to work? Can I open both of these? No? Okay, so you haven't fixed it. You just allowed me to open it up a little bit more. Cool. So no, you haven't fixed it. But yeah, I guess I'll do it. Just please get out of my house. Sir, have you seen the fashions in this closet? I need access to all of the fashions. I do. And it's color-coded. So I like... I can't get somebody like okay, lighter. Oh my god, me too. God damn it. You guys are terrible. <laughs> I no, I wear mostly black for work, and so literally, like my the door that's always open is all black. <laughs> I don't even separate my clothes by color when I wash them. I mine yeah, are maybe. by what they are. So I have jackets, sweaters, shirts, pants, and I think there's other things mixed in it. And then from there, it's like okay, color coded. So, because we don't have in-betweens, we just have summer and winter here. It's literally, that's how it's, like, done. Is that my winter is over off to the side, and I just don't go on that side of the closet. And then, like, all of the summer shit is the right. And one day, it's going to be cold enough that I'll just flip them. Just. Yeah. I literally. <sighs> Thank you for listening to Sears, the podcast. <laughs> um, excuse me. This is I have to Macy's. stop. I'm sorry. People at home are like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Talking about shut the fuck up. Let's talk about Carrie. Oh my God. Why can't she? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm sick of it. Yeah. So, um, Carrie is. I'm still here. I'm here in theory. I have to go be safe. <laughs> Carrie is turning 35. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Your towel just assaulted me. Okay. <laughs> she may as well be dead, to be honest. All right, now I'm just joking. Now that now that Joe's gone, here's oh, the thing. God. Okay, tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell me. I'm gonna tell everybody. One of our all of our mutual friends, like oh, one of our mutual friends, just one day out of the blue, like just sighs and looks at me and goes, "I wish you and Joe Daniel would just just date." <laughs> no offense, Challen. Uh, I didn't say it. And I thought it was the greatest thing because we would kill each other. We would like yeah. absolutely emotionally murder each other mm-hmm. and it would be great. And I just wanted to share that. The cuts are way too deep with both yeah. of you yeah. and it wouldn't stop. Mm-mm. It would keep going deeper. Mm-hmm. And that's not a fun place to be. No, it would be really terrible. But anyway. And the love is too mm-hmm. sarcastic, you know? It's true. Like the, the love wouldn't be mm-hmm. what you needed what to be is. to save that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I love it. So Carrie's turning 35. She's feeling her age. Um, and she makes an awkward call at midnight too big to let him know. Maybe he's in London. I don't remember. Oh, but it's my birthday. It's been my birthday for three whole seconds. And I just wanted to invite you to this party um, that, that we're throwing, even though I told Samantha, who's throwing the party, not to invite you. Anyways, I'm lonely and sad. Please call back. Essentially. You took me there. what that was. <laughs> you took me there. I was that right was, back in that fucking bedroom. That was a <laughs> Juilliard audition. I know, right? But really, just mastered you and more. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not even true. That college taught me nothing about acting. Customer service taught me all about acting. Oh, absolutely. Yes. 100%. And that's what none of these people have. Like, you know what? If you were nice to me but didn't fix my dishwasher, I would be less mad at you. Mm-hmm. Yes! What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
everyone needs to experience customer service working it. 100%. Everybody. Every single person. That should be one of the requirements to, like, pass high school. Yes. You need every person needs job. to work in food or no. work in retail. One or the other. They have to for at least a month. So you can fucking get it and then Actually, not be I've shitty. Never, I have worked... Well, I worked at Jamba Juice, if you want to count that that's, food. But I've never food. worked in retail before. I've never... I never I did. worked, I worked in, at Adam and Eve. I have worked in customer service and sales, but not retail. Mm-hmm. I mean... Does Hollywood video count as retail? Yes. yes. Okay, then I guess I've worked in retail. It does. And in food, because my first job was a busser at the seafood buffet. <gasps> oh my god. I still can't stand the smell of seafood. No. Like cooked fish makes me crazy. <laughs> That's why I love sushi. That's I'm why I can't like, work at a place with food, because I'm like, I don't like this. The, last, the only food place I ever worked, it was donuts and bagels. What do I not already eat? Donuts and bagels. There That's you fine. go. Perfect. Um, but back to Carrie. Uh, big comes back. With red balloons, because apparently he's in a Stephen King novel now. Mm-hmm. Um, and champagne, which they drink out of plastic coffee cups. And she feels connected, like maybe she isn't going to be alone. And that's the end of the episode, which she completely sit, negates. They sit in their limo. Yes. Sits in the limo outside her house. Out. No, of course they not, because then the she'd fuck him. Fa- she, I mean, she would have fucked him in the limousine. Yeah, probably. She has no standards. Truth. But... Still, it completely negates everything that they built up to that dinner where Charlotte says, you know, like maybe we could be each other's soulmates. And it's such a beautiful moment. And I think going back to what you were talking about earlier, I think that women don't love themselves enough to get to that place where that they can be adult and be like, no, I'm alone and it's fine. How about you? They don't love themselves enough to get to that point. And I think Carrie totally illustrates that. Mm -hmm. By being like, soulmates whom? Big's here. I'm feeling so much better about myself. 35 is going to be awesome. But the funny thing about Big is Big never makes her feel good when she's with him. It's all the idea of this is, he's mm-hmm. the person. He's the one. He's the thing. He mm-hmm. has all the things that I need that I have on my like checklist. Mm-hmm. But then they're together and it... It I does. Mean, yeah, it doesn't feel right, but it's... no. For, it's fine. Yeah. But, but it's for, not love. It's not kismet. It's not. But with women, they love a project. Bitches love projects. I, they love projects. The term, they, they hobby lobby the fuck out of men. I'm going to go ahead and flip the whole gender thing on you and say, I think that that is the most disrespectful thing for women, the a way for women to treat men. I don't like it. It's I'm not gross. saying it's... I, I agree with you. I think it's awful. I think that people should accept people for who they are Mm -hmm. i think that's really really difficult for women because they are brought up again going back to the um the charlotte thing they're brought up to take care of things yeah and so if there isn't homemakers yeah so if there is something that doesn't need to be fixed some bitches will just break something Mm mm-hmm in order to fix it. Well, that's what also, like, that's where it ties in with the... It's so disrespectful to men to consider them as projects instead of people. Yeah. But that's also where we see problems. And we've seen problems on the show where people are like, oh, I'm going to help fix you. I'm going to set you align with what I think mm-hmm. you should be. And men are like, well, why do I have to fit that? Like, what's wrong with me? And one, mm-hmm. that doesn't help. That adds to insecurity that men might have and we don't have in this perspective because it's an all-female TV show. Mm-hmm. And two, that's just a bullshit way. That's still dehumanizing somebody to look at them as a project absolutely no, but even if your intention is like oh i want to help them you're not seeing them as people you're not seeing them as people with like yeah their mm-hmm. own agency you're seeing them as what am i going to do to make this person better according to how i see fit. Mm-hmm. 
But it's never, how am I going to make them better? Like, looking at them as an individual, saying, I want this person to be a better version of themselves. It's us together. I want you to be this person so that when we're married, this is the husband that you are. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to completely get rid of that as a society of, this is who we are as a unit. Your husband does not reflect on you, if you're married, Mm -hmm. at all. Your boyfriend does not... Isn't you. Is mm-hmm. not you. And yeah. you as a you two as a unit are not one person. Mm-hmm. You're two individual people with two different ideas and you can disagree and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Of course there are things that are disrespectful in relationships that should be addressed and that's different. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't like that you're... Like, if we were dating, Paige, mm. and I was like, I don't like that you're wasting your Sundays. I think it's a waste of your time. That's my projection mm. on you. That's not me trying to help you. That's me projecting yeah. my own yeah. thoughts and experiences on you. And that's not fair. It's mm. not fair either way. Right. And I mean, I completely agree. But I will also add that as a woman, it is something that is almost hardwired and it is extremely mm. difficult to get that through our skulls. Hashtag not all women, but right. for, for most women... It is a very difficult thing to break down. I had a realization this morning about a friend that I have. And again, this goes all the way back to like the trust and respect and that whole thing. And it's really been upsetting me lately how much I feel like he doesn't respect me. Because it's the same thing. It's the same handyman thing. If I say something, I know what I'm talking about. I am not a stupid person. Mm-hmm. But he won't listen to what I say. And he doesn't seem to listen to me. And it's so disrespectful. And it's really upsetting. And it hit me this morning. How could he possibly respect me? Because he's physically, emotionally, spiritually incapable of respecting himself. Mm-hmm. That's not a reflection on me, but I was taking it as a reflection on me for so long. And that's not something that anyone can change but him. And it's unfair of me to keep trying to push him to respect me. But that was a long time coming for me to make this realization. It's so hardwired and it's so difficult. We have a long way to go as humans in society. Yeah. Um, but I think opening yourself up to the possibility that the person... The other person has so many other reasons that you're not even thinking about that have nothing to do with you. Well, and that's the thing is you are addressing the symptom and not the cause when you're trying to fix that. And Mm -hmm. you can't fix the symptom. You cannot treat the symptom. And as a man who has that problem of not hearing people out and not respecting other people's opinions, it comes from a place of me... if. If I accepted for one second that I am not right, that maybe I went wrong somewhere, everything around me would crumble. Everything. And that is scary. And you can't change you can't change that without love and respect back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's so complicated. I mean how we can't fix the world, you guys, us three. We can't. No. We're we trying. Can't. We're trying no. so hard. Maybe the next podcast. But, <laughs> but we fix it with the small things too, because like you yes. were saying, we're addressing symptoms and not the cause. Mm-hmm. Even between other people, 
there's a podcast that I listen to that I'm not going to shout out just because it's going to portray them in a negative light. But it's um, <laughs> it's these women who are sitting around talking to each other and they're um, going through different things in their lives. But every time one of them mentions like, oh, I'm single, like blah, blah, blah. The other two are like, oh, you're still young. You'll find somebody somewhere. Ew. So it's not just saying, hey, you're fine where you are. It's, hey, no, like you'll get there eventually. Like we're a little bit older than you. We get it. And we're both in long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. You'll be here one day. So it's even that, like, women doing that to other women. Yeah, and it does. It, like, perpetuates that. I got that so much when I was in, like, high school. And, like, even in, once you're in a relationship, then it's all about the when are you going to have children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I was married, it was, like, bombarding all the time. So when are you guys going to have kids? Are you going to have kids? And I'm like, listen... I, I want him to clean out the cat's litter box. Like, we're not ready for children yet. Like, this is where we are in our relationship. And it's not to that point yet. And they're like, it's fine. You know what? One day. You have plenty of time. You have plenty of time. You're how old? You're what? Oh, you don't have that much time. You have maybe three years. And, like, that's why I made you watch When Harry Met Sally. Because it's Ugh. still so fucking relevant. Where they're so like, good. you have, you know, you One only, you only have a few years left. And... You know, Charlie Chapman had kids when he was 90. He was too old to hold them. <laughs> but, like, it's so true. There's so much. Women don't but those don't pl- love each other enough. And they need to. They need to accept that that's where they are. Yeah. And if they never, like, it's okay. Like, I was telling somebody this the other day. I'm like, because they were like, you'll find somebody. It's fine. You're totally cute. You can find somebody. And I'm like, maybe it's okay that I'm alone. Also, one... My attractiveness has absolutely nothing to do with. <laughs> right. Really, I hate that. I well, I, I also hate, that hate too because you're I'm really not cute. pretty, Why but I'm single? very intelligent. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck up. I'm the reverse of that. So <laughs> together we're <laughs> Oh my god, we have to join forces. Yes. But those one or two powers. I think yeah. that those platitudes don't come from a place of disrespect. I think that they're on accident. I think yeah, that I think they, they're just trying to make people feel better. Well, and I think it's it's fear too. And if if that's something that you want, it's really hard to see in someone else why wouldn't you want that, right? Right. Like it's a perfect example is people who don't want money. People who reject the idea of wealth, which I mean to any middle class person that's crazy you need food to eat you need food to have a roof over your head Mm. no you don't Mm -hmm. you can grow food you can build a house like all of these things there's just but it's hard to it's hard to see that because we don't have other people's experiences Mm -hmm. so i don't know how we break down that barrier and and build those connections but i get that all the time because i don't see myself ever being in a serious relationship ever my entire life until i die will be single so happy with it. Yeah. Been in relationships. Hated it. Thanks. Yeah. Well, Done. And, and it Bye. should be, it should absolutely be a choice and a yeah. choice that you should be commended for. And I think that people who want to be in a relationship need to get to your point in order to be in a relationship. You successfully. Have to, oh, successfully. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, successfully. You have to be happy and content and understand yourself mm-hmm. and be comfortable in yourself. Being in a relationship should be a choice that you make. And not feel like a necessity that you must have. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one of the biggest problems that I've ever had with being alive is tradition. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like having to keep up or uphold things that mean nothing to me. And mm-hmm. we're just doing it because that's what we're supposed to do. And we can talk about men and their problems. But I think women are the ones who have a problem with like uh, not going through with tradition or how things are supposed to be. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I talk to men, men are always like, oh, that's an interesting take on things. Like, yes, yeah, they'll still tell 
don't talk to me about my air conditioner or my fucking car, but there are other things that they're willing to accept. And whenever I talk to women about, like, especially my relationship, especially now that we moved in together, but we mm-hmm. have separate rooms, they're yeah. like, why do you guys have separate rooms? It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, which like, I fucking love. Don't you want to be in My like, uncle mm-hmm. and his partner have separate homes. Which is what two I would miles prefer. away from each other. And it is fucking, they are the happiest couple I've ever met. And that's what I prefer. Because I'm like, there's not a single person in the entire world that I want to live with. I want to live by myself forever. But right now, I'm not financially there. Mm-hmm. And two, that I want to see and speak to and talk to every single day and just catch up and then not be able to get away from them. Yeah. Every night I before you go to bed, every morning when you wake up. Yeah, Ew, no, I can't do that. There are some days, and me. like, even with good intentions, I'll come home and challenge like, how was your day? I was like, get off of my back. <laughs> Fuck, I just got home. I work in a customer service job where I have to greet people friendly every single day. I just want to come home and not have to do anything. Yeah, and that, honestly, that's where my self-care Sundays came into play is that I have a customer service job. I have to interact with people every single day. Uh I have to be nice to people every single day, which is an introvert is exhausting. Mm -hmm. And for any person, it's hard. Yeah. Everybody's going to say, oh, my God, kindness is free. But no person in the world is kind to every person that they encounter every single day. It's not our nature. Right. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah, (laughs) it's not. It's not real. Some people have bad days. But as a customer service person, you're not allowed to have a bad day. Your grandmother could be dying of cancer, but you still have to go into work and go, oh my gosh, what a great choice. What would you do, Queen? Unprofessional <laughs> for you to be like, they're like, how's your day? Oh my God, my grandma just died. Yeah. I just wanted a fucking blizzard, bitch. I don't need your autobiography right now. Can you hold it upside down to make sure it's not going to fall out? Right. But that's also one of the things that, like, especially in America, is one of our problems. Yes. Because I, I still work in an international office, mm. and the students would always be so confused because people would ask them about their day. And then they'd be like, oh, I want to talk to you about it. And people are like, no, 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 you're just supposed to say, I'm you're good, and then move hate. on. Yeah. And they're like, why would you ask me a question that you don't care about? They're mm-hmm. like, it's just what we do. That's how we greet people. Yeah. Back to tradition. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Yeah. Because in, in other cultures, they don't need those... Pla- like those kind of weird pleasantries. Right. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. If you're German, you're like, okay, bye. Yeah. There was someone and I, <laughs> I already care. forgot because I'm an American and I'm an idiot. But there was someone sort of like, they don't spend, they don't waste time on small talk. They don't go out of your way to be like polite. They just are. Mm-hmm. And how they are is how you accept them. And yeah. I was like, that is my ideal place. Yeah. Because I don't want to have to be like, how are you? Are you good? Oh my God. Tell me about your life. What are you doing? What are you up to? They're just like, hey, we're going to go do this. Do you want to go? Yeah. No. Cool. Bye. Yeah. Hey. This is happening. Are you in? Are you out? No? Mm-hmm. Cool. Bye. It's so weird in America because we will see... Like, if if you see someone that you, like, are acquaintances with and they walk right past you, you're like, wow, that person is rude. That is the rudest person I have ever met. But we see people do cruel things, like, truly terrible, evil, cruel things to people, and we're like, good. They deserve it. Those people deserve it. What? What? Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't. There's a huge disconnect. It's between so those strange. Things, Politeness yeah. is not kindness. Mm-hmm. It is not at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I'm like I, I'm a social introvert in the sense that I, I do love people and I love talking. I hate talking about shit that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's such a I feel that way about time. texting. I'm like, why are you texting me? Do you have something to say? See, and how was your day? You, yeah, great. For what me, texting like if it is a long distance friendship. And I don't get to see them face to face on a daily basis, then I will have a text conversation with them. Yeah. But in any other instance, I would really super appreciate it if I see you on a semi daily basis. 
for you to only text me when we are getting together and doing something. Right. Like, I need it to be telegrams. Mm-hmm. Just give me the impression and go. Yeah. I started doing- I'll be there in five minutes. Cool story. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I started doing that where, like, when I need something from someone, I'll just be like, hey, this is, this is happening, this is happening. Mm-hmm. But I've known people who are like the, hey, how are you? Or, hey, one message. Response. Okay. How are you? Response. Oh, that's cool. Response. Anyways, I want to ask you about this. I'm like, why didn't you just that's, get yeah. there? Now I'm just like, hey, this is happening. What's the question? Or, like, this is my question. Yeah. For me, that's, an, respond, insta- like, cool, that's an instant message thing. Like, if I'm Facebook messaging you, then we're having a conversation. If I'm texting you, it is a telegram. It's, we're doing this at this time. This I'm updating you on what's happening. That's me in any any situation. Any situation, I just want the bare bones. What information do you need to cross for me? Then, then if we're having a conversation, then it's like, okay, I want to hear what you have mm-hmm. to say. I want to hear what you have to say. This mm-hmm. is my input. Let's keep doing that until we've discussed it or until one of us is late and we have to go somewhere else. But then the anywhere like phone calls, people are like, "I just want to call, talk to you." What? No, why? No. no, I hate phone calls. I so just want to hear the sound of your voice. That don't like that. But, but I like, want to go back to what you said about us. the people who do that text conversation thing because mm-hmm. those are manipulative people. Absolutely. I need you to know, and I'm sorry if anyone who does that is. I'm listening, not sorry. You're bullshit. But that <laughs> is a manipulative tactic that they are doing intentionally, mm-hmm. where they're like. Remember, we're friends. You like me. I care about you. I have a vested interest in you. Can you please do me a favor? Yeah. Because if they felt that it was strong enough, the foundation, to just ask you, they would have. But they didn't. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that, I used being to do that. like straight to it where yeah. somebody is like, hey, when are we doing this? Like when you texted, you're like, how about tomorrow? Let's record the podcast. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Yeah, that was but, fun. Yeah, I think we had was... never talked about it before, and I got that text, and I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> so then, and then I, I had to text to Joe it? Daniel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, I was talking to me about so, it yeah. at all. No. I was talking to Derek, and I was like, "I told someone I was like, we should have Derek back on." You know what's really terrible is that like you and I were talking on Snapchat, and you were like, "Hey, Derek's in town. Do we want to have him come back in and like and record an episode of the podcast?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, ask him." And then I didn't hear from you. <laughs> And I thought that it was last week, and so I was like, well, fuck that one up. Okay, I guess he's not recording the podcast. <laughs> and then we got your text, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Let's do this. I'm sorry that I didn't respond back. That was me no, being like, I got the information that yeah, I needed. I'm going to move See, on. See, and that's the problem with Snapchat is that everything disappears, and so you have no receipts. So There are people who save the conversations, and I don't know if I trust them. I like saving certain things about the conversations if they're like relevant and I want to mm-hmm. think about them later. But otherwise, I'm like, let that shit go. I don't fear it. I don't fear it. I'm like, I said what I said, and I'll say it again. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just, I'm like, why are you saving it? What are you trying to, what are you trying to accomplish by saving this conversation? Mm. But then some people are like, I just fucking forgot what you said. And if I don't have this, I can't go back to it. Yeah. No, literally. There's so many people that I have, like, Snapchat conversations with, and I just switch over, and I'm like, I'm texting you because you're not going to remember this shit. That is an important thing. If I'm ever on Snapchat, I'm like, nothing, none of this is, like, really important. It's just, like, casual conversation. Mm -hmm. But then if it gets real, I'm like, okay, I'm going to text you. Because I'm like, boom, sent. Now you have it. I did my job. I use Snapchat for two things. One, steamy shower pictures in the morning. Yes. And two, pictures of flowers for my mom. Yeah. My mom and I just both love flowers. She sends me pictures of flowers all the time. I fucking love it. You send me your art sometimes. I do, yeah. Sometimes. And I also send dick pics. Yeah, your art. That's what I meant. Well, yeah, <laughs> like it. that one time when I when I was fully erect and I put like a birthday bow on it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's yeah, art. that could have been the fucking lacma. Why aren't we following each other on Snapchat? Right. <laughs> because this, it's all it's posted happen. to my thoughtstagram. So your thoughtstagram. Yeah, that's adorable. my Instagram where I post my nudes. Cute. Isn't that a finsta? I call it a thoughtstagram. Okay. Like a thought. That's fair. You know? 
But like T H O T thought, not like a thought like my. See, and I thought Instagram was like where you can go and be shady. I think it's both. I think it's shady and nudes. Well, I'm not shady. I'm very nice, but it's like I'm nice. Here's my penis. Well, not penis because you can't do that. But it's like a literal bee hole. Oh no, mine is just like me and like a jock strap with like a picture of me in the background. You know? (laughs) I (laughs) I know. (laughs) One is just my armpit. That yeah, one has I the most likes. That, one. Yeah. that is the most likes. <laughs> that one has the most likes. Yeah. I love that. I, I just have a. Um, that's my. That's my unique selling point. My right armpit. Your right armpit specifically. Specifically. <laughs> I I just have a, like not like Finsta but like Twitter whatever that is. Mm-hmm. A Twitsta. I don't know. I don't know. You have a cunty Twitter. Twitter. A Twitter. A, <laughs> a twatter. Twatter. A, uh-huh. a, a twatter. I don't know. Anyways, I just have one where I. Where nobody follows me that actually knows me, so that I could just be like, dear jerk face <laughs> person who's trying to fix my stuff that won't fix it, suck my imaginary dick, like that stuff. Those used to be my Facebook, or not my Facebook, my MySpace bulletins. Oh. I'm like, um, I'm not addressing this to a single person. I just want to let you know that I have a letter and this is how I feel. I just want to let the audience know that Carrie's storyline was so disappointing and boring that we just created content content. for ourselves (laughs) because you're welcome michael patrick king (laughs) i'm sick of her hypocritical bullshit she is thank you she did bring up an interesting point that we all have different opinions on that i want to talk about before we end though she said do you think you can get only one soulmate and Mm. i feel like all of us answered differently Yes, because we all have layers. Who wants to go first? Joe, you go first. Yeah, perfect. Anyways, I'm here. So I don't think it's the same rule for everybody, just in the same way that I don't think that any rule is the same for every single person. Mm-hmm. I think there are people who have one soulmate. I think there are people who have multiple. I think there are people who have none. Uh, for me, I believe that your soul is broken up into different parts, and therefore you cannot have one soulmate who will meet all of those different parts. And if you can, that's super lucky, but that's why I think it's that one person who gets that one soulmate. For me, I have several soulmates who contribute to different parts of who I am and what I need in those moments. And it's those people that I'm like, oh, those are the people that I can be with for the rest of my life. Not that I want to live with them. Not that I want to have, get married to them. Not that I'm romantically, romantically or sexually attracted to them. But they are the light that my soul speaks to. And, and I hope that in response, it's the same way for them. So that's where I feel soulmates come in. Soulmates don't have to be romantic. I think it's just people who match perfectly with you. You can see yourselves being like, okay. Those are the people that even if you don't talk to for seven months, when you meet back together, you're like, I'm so happy to see you. See, and I feel it yeah. genuinely. And mm-hmm. that's important because you have to first define soulmates mm-hmm. and then answer the question. People mm-hmm. who just compliment so you. Important. They're fun accessories to your whole outfit. Your soul is your outfit and it's people who are accessories. I thought your soulmates were your shoes, like two souls that are mates. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Am I wrong? Good that was my perspective. <laughs> just kidding tell us your perspective my perspective one we don't have souls when you're when you die you're dead your body's dead nothing happens the world ends um <clears throat> but in terms of love which I do believe in um interesting <laughs> why cause I'm just curious how you believe in love and then not have just cause like go into the traditional sense and you wanna be single forever yeah cause in my head for some reason they, t- they are tied together if you're love you should want to be, or share it with someone else, but I want. I'm curious to hear. It. I want to. So, hear it. so I love multiple people right now, currently, mm-hmm. and who I see, and whatever. I would not consider us in a relationship mm-hmm. in any formal sense. There's no kind of expectation. There's no kind of 
I don't know. Uh, what's the word? Expect obligation to to be that for them. Okay. But we are in love with each other. That's beautiful. And I feel that for multiple people right now, and I I don't know. A lot of people say that that can't happen, but for me in my brain, that is what is happening, and so it's true. It yeah. may not be true, like you said, for everybody. Maybe some people's brains are wired where no, that attention has to be focused Mm -hmm. and it has to be reciprocated in order for it to be real. That's fine. I also have had a great love in someone who did not love me back at all from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm still obsessed with them. I, (laughs) there's nothing that I can do about it. I don't know. So it's, it's very strange. I just think people change you in the course of your life and Mm -hmm. you learn things from them and you grow from it but to limit that and to I'm not so much against relationships because I guess you could consider them relationships that Mm -hmm. I have with these people what I'm against is monogamy culture of you if you love this person you would never you would never say I love you to someone else you would never have sex with someone else that's not true to me that doesn't make any sense to me but I also am open-minded and was raised open-minded. So it's, you know, it kind of works that way. But per, I have a good example, and I hope my mom doesn't listen to this because she'll be pissed that I'm sharing this story. Sorry, Nancy. I, I won't tag her <laughs> Nancy? <laughs> my mom is not Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Karen. No matter how bad I want to be that little boy from New Nightmare. Um, <clears throat> my parents had me when they were young, and they were never together. Well, I mean, they were together all through high school, but they never got married. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, like, broke up when I was one year old. They have always lived in separate states. They've always been apart from one another, but they love each other. They talk all the time. Not just, like, about me as their, like, shared connection, but Mm -hmm. they just care about where the other person's life is going. They're not romantically involved, but they just... They were high school sweethearts. It just makes sense that... It's a connection that doesn't go away. Yeah, that they love each other still. And it doesn't mean that my mom does not love her current husband, whom she has children with, or that my father does not love his wife, whom he has children with, and they're, you know... But to... I don't know. And they they both keep it a secret from their spouses. Whoops! Surprise! That they talk to one another frequently, but they do. And I... Why would you be embarrassed or ashamed that yeah. this person means something to you and enriches your your heart? Why? Because they'd feel threatened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I have why I'm I get I think I'm fortunate enough to have this perspective because I know that they're not bad people for that, and I I've been able to see that happen. And it's not insidious. It's not they're not trying to break up each other's marriages. They don't want to be together. They would not work together in a traditional relationship. But but I like that I like the other. way you phrase that because that's mostly what I have always seen. That's when I say multiple soulmates, your mom and your dad, despite them having different partners can still be like attached to each other yeah. and mm-hmm. still have that relationship. still have that love, but not have it to be intimate love or not have it to be romantic love or sexual mm-hmm. love it can just be a form of love mm-hmm. and that's where you can complement each other and it was when you switched up the the language that you use where you're like well maybe maybe it is relationships it's just the monogamy culture that right. i'm against that's when i'm like oh now i see what you were saying because even if you don't you don't have to be in a relationship like that right. for you to prove that you're love with someone and if you're in multiple loves already yeah that makes sense yeah. and you're just having 
not even if you're you're not dating, you're having relationships with these people. Yeah, and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I I just think dating is such a like twenties like not nineteen twenties but like being in your twenties mm-hmm. sort of thing of like first date, second date, third date. That doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. You see people that you want to see, mm-hmm. and it grows from there. That's it. There's no this has to happen by this point. You yes. have to commit this to me. That doesn't make sense. Everybody is so different. None of us are the same people. Right. We are all different. So if you're limiting other people, you're limiting your relationship. Along those lines, I was looking up my own Twitter feed because I tweeted Do something it. the other day. Do it. That I needed, that's actually like relevant to this because I, my God, where is it? I tweet too much. What could happen? You know, it's really funny. Like, I totally didn't tweet at all at the beginning of this, and then, like, we got into it, and now I'm obnoxious. I used to hate Twitter, and now I, I can't imagine it. Like, yeah. So people, it's a short punch, too. It's one of those things people just give me the information and leave, and that's all you can do. Right. It's not a fucking Facebook status. Okay, so my tweet um, was, the reason uh, to all the boys I've loved before is so awesome is that in this day and age, no good-looking man is actually sweet and respectful and wants a relationship all at the same time right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's so true in the sense of dating. Like you were saying, nobody dates anymore, and so nobody knows what they mean to the other person. Mm-hmm. People need the dating, need the first date, second date, in order to gauge how much that person likes or appreciates them. But if you feel... I don't think that's right, but I feel like that's how people... What's crazy to me, though, is why do you need validation? If you feel a certain way about... And I... So, I have two female friends in L.A. who are both actively dating, just Mm -hmm. seeing where it goes, you know, apps and whatever. And to them, it's all about, like, we had a good time. Why isn't there a second date? Like, what, what is going on? Should I ask them? Should I... Whatever. And I'm like, listen... Forget about them completely. If you want to see them again, ask them to see them again. If you don't, don't. It goes back to the games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they say no, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. It's not you. You're not ugly. You're not not charming. You, like, I don't know. It's not... It's not that you you almost basic. can't take it personally. No. You can't. You have to date, but you can't take it personally, which for the woman, kind of... Like, it's, it's hard it's, to it's, do. It's very difficult it's hard to, do. to disconnect. Yeah, because yeah, the entire time you've been told, you, we need to look after love. Love is the most important thing in the entire world. You need to find someone who makes you happy and be with them. Mm-hmm. So when you're willing to present that to someone else and be like, okay, well, like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to come across as best as I can. I'm going to dress really well. I'm going to be completely like this mechanic mechanical thing that I'm like I'm sitting properly I'm laughing at all the appropriate parts I'm asking you what you feel I'm telling you some anecdotes of mine and then if you present your best self in quotation marks to other people and then they reject you you're like I presented my best self like and you but didn't you like didn't that present your authentic self right and that's what people don't get because yeah. people always dress up in one way or another for a date yeah. mm-hmm. and you have to present the side of it you like I want to see the bitch that, like, snorts when she fucking laughs. Because mm-hmm. that's hilarious. That's cute. Yeah. And that's where you're just like, oh, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's... I... Well, we could go on and on with all the problems that I have with culture. But attractiveness... Welcome to our Derek has Problems with Culture podcast. <laughs> Listen, that would be a great goddamn I, podcast. Please let it go. Yeah. I want it. Attractiveness culture is bullshit. It's ridiculous. The idea of you have to look a certain way to be viewed as attractive 
is insane because the people that I see as attractive are the people who are presenting themselves. Hmm. The people who look like the way that they are. You can tell, like you can just see it in them and it looks like, Mm -hmm. it looks like them. And that is so beautiful. And people who look conventionally good, but are so, January Jones, perfect example. I love you. I'm sorry. But she. I'm sorry, January, for listening to this podcast. She's not. No, she's not. But. She's working on her audition tape. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Beautiful. But never looks you never feel like you know her she never looks beautiful she never looks effervescent or like happy or yeah yeah like drew barrymore drew barrymore <gasps> always looks fucking incredible because that's who she is she's always yeah. very authentic very happy very and i think that really comes down to what people interpret as happy because mm-hmm. that is what is attractive is when someone is presenting that they're very happy that they're very go lucky that's why so many women go on dates and they're just like, oh my gosh, like wherever you want to go, do you want to go here? Oh my God, I love tacos. <laughs> I'm so glad that you suggested Taco Bell because I love it here. I don't love it here. This I haven't been here in years. Ago. But like they, that's the mm-hmm. fakeness that they put on because they think that being easygoing is being happy is going to make them think that they are the one for mm-hmm. this other person when they don't stop to think about who is this other person. And this is why I don't date because this is like legit what I do. And I've had several people on the first date be like, you're kind of intense. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, this is what we're doing. So you're I, either on or like, off. I don't do want, want to, to realize like a year down the road that you're a racist mm-hmm. because we've been nice to each other this whole time. Yeah. And people, when people are like, oh, we can't talk about these like at, these important topics at dinner because they're just impolite. Like, money, politics, what is the third one? I forgot. Who cares? Religion. 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 But yeah. then I'm like, no, that's the shit that I want to know about. I want to know who you fucking are. Yeah. Do you believe in God? Do you not? If I will not, say I don't talk about that on, on first dates with people because it gets very intense with me. But that's a me problem of mm-hmm. having, I have a, like, a sore spot with that so mm-hmm. i don't bring that up yeah and there's <laughs> there's stuff that makes me like ridiculously angry that i won't talk about with anyone yeah politics i won't talk about with anyone like i was at lunch with my mother today and she brought up something and i'm like we're not talking about this mm-hmm. oh, see, my own mother and i'll talk about this shit with anybody like if someone asks me an opinion I'm like here's my opinion and it's never i won't if they rude. won't listen to me right oh and exactly that's, no, that's absolutely yeah. fair yeah that's absolutely fair that's i think I, I think i'm surrounded by people who do care about what i have to say mm-hmm. so that's where i'm just like okay and if you you don't then i'm immediately just like okay so then i don't need you i you don't need to be here mm-hmm. but literally my first day with challenge we met up like at 11 p.m at a fucking at the gold and silver because it was the only time that it worked for us i'm like it is a shitty place we both just got off of work or doing whatever projects we were supposed to and sean came in and like i think it just saw a dead body and i was like i like him wow that was like stand by me that's that your great. ideal first date that is right <laughs> dude my ideal, there was first, no journey. He just my ideal first date is two lot, strangers and then somehow they're tied together. There's a dead body somewhere. And they're like, we have to cover this up. Why do they, they cover, cover up the dead body that they don't know about? It doesn't matter. It, doesn't it does matter because justice for that dead person, don't Joe Daniel. Justice isn't real. <gasps> oh my God. Justice isn't real. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's, <laughs> no, you're, I'm not going to disagree. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what can I do from this? I can either get involved with the police and then never see the other person. Or we can have a secret together. And I fucking love secrets. I'm sexually attracted to secrets. And then we're just like, okay, we're going to keep this together, me and you, for the rest of our lives. Do you want to go to Gold and Silver? <laughs> it's the only place And get right chicken now. fingers and fries. Yeah. Because they have yeah. the best barbecue sauce in the world. But Paige, I want to know, 
what you think about soulmates. So I believe, first of all, to define soulmates, mm-hmm. what it means to me. Soulmates to me means someone that you have an intense emotional connection with that you that changes the trajectory of your life. Like something that they say, something about who they are, what they do makes you think about something in a completely different way. And I think in that respect, you absolutely, by definition, have to be able to have multiple soulmates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because there are romantic soulmates, there are emotional soulmates. You know, I've talked about, Amanda McHenry was on the podcast, she just got married to Jesse James, who I absolutely believe, whether he agrees with it or not, <laughs> that he is one of my soulmates. There are things that he has said to me really early on in our friendship and just a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. that I've been like, oh my God. To be fair, he is prophetic. Truth. It's so weird. (laughs) But he's able to, he's able to speak to everything in such an amazing way that it is so great. And I can tell him about the littlest things. Like, he he said something to me the other day, and I was just like, I'm shook. I don't know how to move on with my life from here. And it was about guys who, basically, as a woman, and guys are so physical touch when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. um, just, like, relationship, sexual, like, just love language-wise. Like, 99% of dudes, number one is physical touch. Well, it does not bother us I think would be the thing because for a lot of women it's that like I don't want they're like emotional where I, attached with the yeah, physical where I, yeah I'm touching Joe Daniel all over right now it doesn't that right. doesn't it's mean not, anything it's not to the me. same and it means to women. something mm-hmm. to you yeah absolutely yeah and so I was talking to him and I was like there was something went to a little too far that I wasn't comfortable with But I had previously said, listen, we're doing this one thing platonically, and that's it. And it went a little too far. And he was like, yeah, I saw that coming. And as a man, I have to tell you right now, if you are not willing to have that man stick his dick in you, don't even give him a hug. And I was like, what about my needs? (laughs) But it's... I mean, like, I did. Like, it was very dual where I was like, what about me? Why can't I just, like, platonically cuddle with someone? And the other part of me going, shit, I didn't, I did not think about that. Mm -hmm. About how, yeah, with dudes it is a floodgate. I won't say that's true for every man, but because we all view ourselves and our bodies differently. And some of us have traumas just like women do and all of those sorts of things. But it, it's a shitty thing that's true. About society. Mm-hmm. And not even society, but but human. Humans. And with the things that we're learning about gender, too, and gender opening up and not just being men and women anymore, I think we're learning a lot more about how we can fix those things because you don't have to be... You're not trapped by your biology. You know what I mean? Right. So we have to, I mean, we just have to slowly fix that because that's wrong. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking wrong because yeah. you can consent to any amount of physical touch that you want mm-hmm. and absolutely nothing more. Absolutely nothing more. Right. But in the same sense, if he is willing to do this one thing with you, mm-hmm. he clearly wants to yeah. 
to stick his dick in you and like women don't like no. they don't work like that well it also doesn't even click like it didn't even click in your brain it didn't and when he said it i was literally like oh fuck yeah i fucked up like in that in that situation i fucked up mm-hmm. and like you i intensely hate being wrong yeah. So I was just Fuck mean it. to that person for like the next week. Because <laughs> I was mad about it. But like he, but back to it, Jesse is my soulmate because he is able to get me to see. He is intelligent and amazing enough to get me to see certain aspects of other people that I normally would be like, I don't know. I don't get it. What's happening? Like, why is this even worse? Like, I don't understand what happened. And he could be like, this is why it happened. Mm-hmm. I could be like, Fuck, you're right. When it's not even him being the person that he is, but it's also him understanding you right. to break it down in terms that you will understand and mm-hmm. not view as mansplaining or like, right. yeah, because that's a hard thing to tell someone, mm-hmm. but it didn't hit you that way. Right. It yeah. hit you as a grateful thing of like, thank you right. for clearing that up. That's so special up. about him is the fact yeah. that he can get on those levels. And there's mm-hmm. very, very, very few people that can. like Jesse Le- James Ziegler. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the We Love Jesse podcast. Listen. Oh, my God. We could start that and go off. I cannot wait for him to guest on the podcast. It's going to be amazing. (gasps) Season five. Season five. Be here or be, I mean, wherever you are, you can still be here. (laughs) That's a great thing about podcasts. You can be wherever and still be here. Yeah, you can be wherever you want. But I'm still still stuck on the fact that, like, men are just very physical. Like, you said it, and I know it led on to other things, and we got there, so Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to take away from that. But then I'm like, in every situation, like, I can think of men just touch. And, like... People, depending on how you interpret that touch, means something different to you. Mm-hmm. And I think men just don't think about it until it gets to a certain place that they want to. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a whole, like, hey, your butt, how are you doing? Like, grasping someone's shoulders, like, why are you so aggressive? Slapping someone on the back, mm-hmm. slapping something on the butt, mm-hmm. hugging, touching, handshakes, all those different things. Like, why do you have to come in contact with other people? And it's mostly men that I've seen do that. Well, and women do it, too. Right. In just a different fashion. Um, and, like, even going back to, like, gender norms, like, I love... That we are starting to blur the lines because I have always... Well, I mean, we aren't. It's well, existed forever, but right. thank God we finally see yeah, it Yeah, like we're starting to be able mm-hmm. to blur the lines because I always felt like I was 100% trapped between two, two worlds when it came to gender norms and things like that because mm-hmm. I don't like getting dirty. I'm very, like, prissy in that way where I'm just like, mm, I don't know, like, crab, that's a lot to deal with. Could you just, like, give it to me? Add a, could you just crack it for me? Because yucky, but delicious. And, like, I'm I'm that type of, like, girly girl, but I'm also the type of girl that would, like, climb into a tree as a kid and hang out and read a book all day and be totally happy hanging out in a tree. And I'm also the type of woman who likes a strong handshake. And I'm also the type of woman who does not sit normally in a chair at all. I even reblogged something the other day that's like, Catherine Hepburn, totally gay. How can you tell? Do you see how she, she, she sits? And like, it was a whole bunch of pictures of her sitting like all crazy. And I was like, shit, you guys, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> I had no idea. Who knew? Like, I've been Love dating it. the wrong people the whole time. But There like, you go. There's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's impact. That must be it. <laughs> but it's so... I, I, I like that we're being able to blur the lines because I feel like I belong a little bit more because I was very much raised by my dad and he was like, no, strong handshake, you do this, you stand yeah. up straight, you whatever. Like, I was I was raised to be a boy. What's your astrology sign? Oh, God. Hold on, wait. It matters. <laughs> I'm going to tie this back in. What's your astrology sign and what's your astrology sign? No. 
No, it, it, I'm telling you, it's not going to get that deep. I dare it's not you to guess mine. I know when your birthday is. I'm just very bad at knowing them outside of it. But mine. if you know astrology, you will know exactly what my sign it's is. It, it's I literally, it's just about a tweet. It's just about a tweet. Okay. I'm not trying to get in there. Go ahead. What's yours? And what's Gemini. yours? Gemini. Gemini? Pisces. Pisces. Okay. So it's the three levels of gay that you can't be. And it's, you can't drive gay. You can't do math gay. And you can't sit gay. And then Gemini and Tauruses are the can't sit gays. And the Pisces are the can't do math gays. That's me. I can't. And that's do that. I was like, that's all I really wanted it for. I thought it was fucking hilarious because yeah. I was like, I'm the can't sit. I can't. Yeah, I can't do. I can't do math. And I can't. You definitely can't. Can't sit. I no, we, I cannot fucking sit. It's great though. You can hear all of our first episodes where I'm just sliding around the room on it's Paige's so chair. Great. <laughs> but but yeah, so I think there are again coming back to it multiple soulmates. Yeah. Like I really feel like Jesse's changed my soulmate. Whether he feels that way about me or not, I don't care. And I think that that's kind of beautiful. And is that you're s- able to love somebody without. Without the, like, stigma of, or, like, the need for someone mm-hmm. to to love you back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be heartbroken if you stopped talking to me. But that's true love. When you're willing to give unconditional love without expecting anything in return, true that is love. what love is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't want, like, I want nothing from him mm-hmm. but to sit in a parked car to have him. as yeah. as summer turns into fall and there's just a little bit of a crisp in the air and just have an amazing conversation with him well guess what Paige? he's married now wow you're a slut you, i'm not I'm not this fucking is in the i know car. this is recorded how dare you listen no, in the le- and when, when amanda's my best friend when amanda was on the podcast she was like you can sleep with him i don't care <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, I love that's her. beautiful too because you can love you can love someone have them think that you're a soulmate sorry mm-hmm. go ahead i'd be on it I'd watch it. Um, and then not have to feel like anything more, like you have more responsibilities to do something with your love. Because mm-hmm. like in a weird way, I thought you were one of the loves of my life for the longest time. Well, and then it talking hit to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am talking to Me, obviously. And then uh, we went to a festival last summer where I was just out of my fucking mind. And the one person that I could hold on to was like Derek. Mm-hmm. And Derek just made it okay. And I was like, Derek is one of the loves of my life. I feel it. I don't know if this is going anywhere. I don't know if this will accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. But Derek is one of the loves of my life. And then I thought back on it later. I was like, was I just high? No. Or was I feeling? I was like, no. We were very high. To yes, be fair. we were. But I you mean, were not on any illegal drugs because we don't do that. Fuck the police. I don't give <laughs> shit. Um, it was just a ton of acid and ecstasy. Anyways. Yes. But then that was one of the moments where I was like, actually, <laughs> like, that. why wouldn't I love Derek? Derek has helped me branch out to things that I wouldn't even take into perspective. Mm-hmm. Derek has well, brought back new, to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He has brought in new ideas and he gets where I'm coming from with, especially like with film. Mm-hmm. We can like different films because there are certain films that Derek likes that I hate and films that I like <laughs> that Derek hates. But we still can have moments together and there are moments where we have like experience things together and we're like, oh my God, that's beautiful. And I was like, I don't think I could get that with someone else. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we can branch that out like, because now it's not just me and Derek in our own world. Like, if we're with someone else, it's like, no, it's still the same thing everywhere else, so I don't have to hide it. So I'm like, that's where it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to get married to Derek. Right. Thank I don't God. have to live. Because the answer would be no. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. That's my answer for anyone proposing to me. Good. Unless they have a lot of money. In which case, I'm just there, but we know it's I just for the financial that. reasons. <laughs> and I want good bennies. Mm, that's yummy. it. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And they're, Dang. I mean, and like Chad, my ex, will always be one of my soulmates. Mm-hmm. I never. The the love for him has not diminished since we have not been together. He's still a beautiful, pure, amazing human being that I love dearly. We just couldn't be together. And that's like that's, it's that's it's, okay. It's, so, it's sad. It's, it's sad, but it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like one of us is dead or anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like you hate each other and like 
split apart being like, I fucking hate you. I right. wish you would die. Yeah. I hate all these things about you. Also, if you let anything get to that point, that's... That's awful. That's okay. awful, but that's also on you. You could have ducked out before. Well, it's, that's well, your perception of the situation. That's always... I mean, yes, the person can yeah. do something that is yeah. so horrific, but you can still yeah. continue forward. Everything, you don't have yeah. to hold on to that. Everything's different, but... I agree with you to a certain degree where if you feel like you feel yourself getting resentful and being petty, that's when you need to leave the situation. Yeah. Or take well, a, or we take have a such break. a stigma against that. Yeah. Like, such a divorce we do. stigma. We, do. we have such a, like a co-parenting stigma, which is ridiculous it to is me. Ridiculous. If those two parents don't love each other anymore, but still love the child, why can't they both be the parents of that goddamn child? Cause they are the parents of that goddamn child. Mm-hmm. The child is not damned by God because <laughs> God is not real. But also in the earlier. opposite version of that, so I don't feel like every child needs two parents. No. So if you fucking hate each other and you being together yeah, creates this toxic atmosphere for your child and you're just staying together for the child, yeah. you're doing a disservice to the one, yourself, two, to the person that you don't want to be in this relationship with, three, and three, your fucking child who has to grow up in that energy. One, you can both child. say you love them. Mm-hmm. I'm always about me first Girl. and then everything else. <laughs> no. Self care every day. <laughs> well, it's just, I think once you make good choices for yourself, you start making you have good to choices apply for apply your own face mask, face mask before, before you apply you it to somebody else's. else's. Yeah, it's true. But then, I mean, like, go biblical, cut the kid in half, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sacrifice it for. God. Just get rid of it and start all over again. Start all over again. New kid. Sparta kick it off a cliff. So, I mean, done. you can just suffocate it and have it be beautiful. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's like the virgin suicides. I mean, Ugh. have you ever seen someone who's Sophia Coppola, stop. <laughs> yes. Okay, but read the book, because it's brilliant. I'm sure the book is great. I the have book it. is brilliant. But the book is the way that the movie is filmed. It's a book. It is so And so you have the ability to fill those moments with the what you want yeah. to. Also, That's while true. we're recommending books, you should read Middlesex by the same author. <gasps> yeah, I love Middlesex, and Middlesex it is one of my top amazing. five favorite books Speaking of, of gender and gender mm-hmm. roles being blurred, that is what that book and that book touches on it. I will brilliant. read that after Thank you, you loan me Lolita, which you haven't gotten back from. So I live with Challenge now. I have it back. Just Challenge. Good. Okay. You're going to read Lolita? Yeah, I haven't have, read it. You've never read I've Lolita? I've never read it, and I want to. Do you want to watch the Stanley Kubrick film? It's on film stream. Um, No. Can we watch the 1982 with Melanie Griffith? Ooh, yes. Melanie we'll be Griffith. back, and we're going to do a live filthy. commentary as we're talking about it. Filthy. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, my God. The scene where he pulls the car over, and then she goes from the passenger seat and straddles him in the driver's Straddling. seat. Oh, I do, my God. I'm going to do the commentary. They just straddled each other. This is great. This is going fantastic. How do we straddle each other? Straddling Doesn't one of us have to straddle the other person? Is that like what scissoring is, kind of? This is male scissoring. It's great. It'd be like peen to peen, though, in order for like my legs to wrap around you and you your legs to wrap around me. Our pelvises would have to be together. Listen, we'll work on it later. Like this. <laughs> yeah. How, um, yeah, anyway. So have we have we covered, we've covered enough it. of the global crises? <laughs> yeah. I think we have. Um, welcome to your global crises <laughs> podcast. We've where we talk about the issues but do nothing to fix them, but we tell you what you can do better. Leave that to me. We've solved the world <laughs> hunger, but nothing else. That was the one topic we did not touch oh, on. <laughs> Listen, if all these motherfuckers would eat my ass. The one we fall. didn't muddy up Fair with enough. our bullshit. Right. <laughs> Um, so where can they find you, Derek, if they want to see all the amazing things that you do? Well, you can go to my website, which is conveniently located at DerekWArmstrong.com. I made it very easy for you. Thank you. Um, or you could check me out on Instagram, Derek, D-E-R-E-K-B-M-M. What's your thoughts, Instagram? Um, I'm not sure. (laughs) But I will say... 
that it's under the name that I did porn in. So Ooh. if you can find that, you can find it. Excellent. Perfect. And Joe Daniel, do not post it anywhere. I'm not going to post it. And I will unfollow I you because you can immediately just go to my follows and then find it. I Well, I already blocked everyone that I don't want to see it. That's fair. So And it's private, so you're fine. I did not block you. Okay, you that's why I was like, me. well, that's why I was saying, I was like, I'm going to go God. unfollow you so people can't go into my follows and find you, but then you oh, already blocked everyone private. who I didn't I want. I blocked it. everybody who I, I don't want to ever see or know that it's there, so it's fine. That's I fair. am talking about it on a podcast that only my friends listen to. <laughs> so Just kidding, fair. I'm sure you guys have a... And, and we don't. Oh, and Neil. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> Neil, hate Neil. Oh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. I love him when he's in the chicken suit. Fair. But also, I just love Neil. Oh, he's wonderful. Where can they find you, Joe? You can find me on Twitter at Joe Daniel BB. You can find me on Snapchat at JD.MONTE. You can find me on Instagram at Petty Prince Jr. You can find me on Facebook. Just look me up by my name. My blog's coming out next week, so you can look at me there. Uh, Reno Film Collective, YouTube. You can watch my short films there. Um, I live in Sparks, which is a subsidiary of Reno. It's really fun. Give me your address. <laughs> What's your phone number? Seven seven five. Wait, that's our joke. <laughs> wow, I really fit in here. You too. Oh, okay. Hey guys, Paige, what about you? Find you? Oh my gosh, so <laughs> fuck you. So you can okay. find me on Twitter um, at Paige Clarno, P A I G E C L A R N O. I thought you were singing because you were holding onto the back of your ear like you're trying to hear your own. And that was I cute. was in my head. Mariah. I was doing Annie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, no. No. The fully dressed without a smile. Like, oh, yeah. Beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Page and Reno Land. And I don't want to be friends with you on Facebook. I'm barely friends with anybody. So don't look me up there. But definitely go to I Couldn't Help But Podcast and be our fan there. And email us everything that you want us to know about life and liberty and love and The pursuit hunger. of happiness. <laughs> at um at a can help but podcast at gmail.com and if you're a fan of carrie go fuck yourself just kidding sorry that got super aggressive <laughs> got that got was really aggressive. aggressive when we just figured out that fucking yourself was talking to god so like yeah you should go you guys yeah, have a nice conversation with god and learn something absolutely <laughs> until next time you guys remember always, always wear, wear a condom, condom. or don't uh, <laughs> no don't always wear a condom Bye. cut to the field <laughs> It's not stopping. It's not stopping.